Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to Shite and Sound, the podcast where two comedians watch one of the masterpieces of world cinema and then follow it up with a critically reviled film that is similar in some way. Maybe they share themes, plot, actors, or director. We want to see if counterpointing these two films can bring out some new information or insights. On this episode, we watched number 26 on the Sight and Sound list, In the Mood for Love. Wong Kar Wai's exploration of an emotional affair between two very hot people who love smoking. Our second film this week is 2046, the sequel to In the Mood for Love, where Wong ups the levels of hot people smoking to absurd and dangerous degrees. <laughs> uh, good intro, Finn. <laughs> What do you think is the hottest way to smoke? Fire. <laughs> you don't have to whisper. We're not alone, Finn. I hadn't been introduced, so I thought I'd better, like, a a script prompter from the wings. <laughs> hey, uh, Yufa, who's that talking? <laughs> oh, uh, hello. Uh, welcome to Shine Sound. My name is Yufa Shine. And I am Finn Sound Nicholas. And with us is Briar Shite, nay Laurie. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saving up that joke for a long time. Um, you're a teacher. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, a reformed bookseller, bookseller yes. emeritus at large. There you go, your bookseller, bookseller emeritus, absolutely. Uh, you, you already podcast with me. Yes, I do. Um, I but don't... do you ever accidentally call this podcast the other podcast's name like you do on the other podcast? No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a clear high... Look, our podcast, as I've been clear to you, <laughs> the slow path is the lowest effort thing. The go- <laughs> thing's going to run for like 50 years, but anyway. Briar. Yes. We hear, we think there's only one true way to meet people here on this this here podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, I certainly don't know much about you. Not uh, and Finn is that this is like your sixth, seventh conversation total. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. There's only really one true way to meet people, Briar, and mm-hmm. that is by guessing their top four films. Okay. Uh, uh, the multiple times I've mentioned this to you, you have said, I don't have top four films. Mm-hmm. And then I've been like, what are films you like? And then you say, like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I would be interested what you came up with. I have a list of 12. <laughs> okay. I was trying to figure okay. out what four, so I'll Are need to take them away. any of them series that you, need to combi- that you could combine? Uh, no, not really. Uh, okay. Um, oh. <laughs> wait, wait, okay, so okay, we went from none. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, like, yes, I like things, but condensing it into four is ridiculous. Like, yeah. I struggled enough to pick one book to review on the radio, and that was every month. And so that was like 12 in a year. Mm. And like, and that was with new releases. So picking four favorite movies of all time is just like... Anyway. I've so, got five. Is that okay? Um, we'll see. How sure. long okay. will it, how long will it take? Okay. Have a, have, okay. Uh, 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 any of them not in English? Yes. Okay. Great start. Is this like twenty question style answers, or do I can I give full? Answer? You can do uh, whatever you think will give us over the fastest, or make it take sure. the longest, whichever you prefer. <laughs> okay. It, it, All right. Is it animated? Is it any one of them? <laughs> no. Uh, is there an animated film? Okay. No. How many not in the English language are there? Uh, just one that's entirely not in English. Is it French? Yes. 
Is it a French film or a Canadian film? It's a French film. Is it Portrait of a Lady on Fire? No. Uh, it, it's not by Celine Sharma. No, but I mean, she's very good. Like, I could have thought of something. Yeah. This is the problem. Like, how do you pick things? I mean... Uh, uh, it just uh, becomes things that you liked when you were a teenager <laughs> because they're the most influential, right? Like, when you make these lists, pretty much. Uh, I I hate the person I was as a teenager, so actively reject a lot of his <laughs> taste. Um, is it? I like. I just want to add, like, that in terms of movies, the most nervous I have been in our relationship was when I recently showed you Water Lilies, uh, Celine Sharma's first film, which is about uh, a turbulent queer young woman's youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but it's also largely about the camera gazing lovingly at. Adele Hainal, which is something Sharma would never do again, um, uh, uh, and being and I just showing it to you, being like, I think this is my, I think this is what your childhood felt like, <laughs> and just being so ready for you to be like, how dare you? <laughs> I there wasn't that much synchronized swimming. Ah, uh, yeah, that's a real problem of growing up in Auckland because mm. the pools are so expensive. No, I grew up in Monaco where the pools were free. To like roam the streets or. <laughs> Yes. Every every night they open the floodgates. Okay. Uh, how, is it Amelie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Amelie is a good film. I know. It's Jean-Pierre Genet's third, fourth best film. <laughs> I just love Alien Resurrection. <laughs> I love is any. It, is it the same guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Delicatessen. That's true. I haven't uh, seen it, but I'm aware that you directed it. Yeah. yeah, there's been a uh, there's been a DVD of that in my house for about uh, sixteen years. It's good. Some real never good, seen it. Real good camera barrels in it. Uh, check it out. Next, the one that is only partial that might partially contain other languages is it still made in an anglophile country? Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, is it American? Yes. Are the languages fictional? Oh, I mean. No, not in this one. Uh, not in this one. Okay, so Lord of the Rings is elsewhere on the list? Yes. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, which one all together? Was the, I couldn't decide, so I just wrote Lord of the Rings. But if you had to pick if one. If I had to pick one, probably Two Towers. Mm. That is... It's the same one Ben McGugan picked. I know. We, we've had two people come in here making that choice of those three. Just because Rohan is like... Rohan's great. Yeah, Rohan Which theme, one is Rohan? Rohan bits. It's... it's the horse people. Yeah. The horse people? Yeah. <laughs> what film did I watch? Uh, sorry was... to bother you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, good. Uh, uh, imagine. I mean, PJ will go back and CGI some sorry to bother you horse people. <laughs> you know, um, is it where, what's his name from uh, Exorcist 3 is? That means nothing to me. That guy from the episode of the X Files that's a riff on Exorcist Three, Brad Dourif. Brad. Oh yeah, yeah. and Brad Dourif is yeah. also in. I'm pretty sure he's also in Return of the King. But yeah, no, but he he he's yes, in. He's that's worms. when he's there dripping poison into the king's ear. Yeah, and yeah, blah, yeah. blah blah. And Bernard Hill looks real old. Yeah. Yes. And then, I mean, I mean, later Brad Dourif's hanging out with Saruman, and you're yeah. like, yeah, man, this is this is a much better fit for you. Yeah. <laughs> this guy matches your vibe way more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hard to work and these the ends. things in. The ends are, the ends are great. My yeah, my my favorite thing in any Lord of the Rings movie is in the extended edition of of uh, of Two Towers. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime there's a close up on Treebeard's face, it looks like a joke from a Mighty Boosh episode. <laughs> where it's just like <laughs> like not no, like Noel Fielding's face and like like shaving cream or something that they've painted. Yeah, that I mean, that's the only way you can do ends, yeah. right? 
And uh, voice them by John Rhys Davies. Yeah, I just, I mean, he had to do something in between uh, massive allergy attacks because of his makeup, right? Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, he's... And also just objectively not being able to be in a lot of those scenes because you'd have to have a size double for them. Mm. But he is, but part of John Rhys Davies being cast is that he, all of the Hobbits were short and he was tall enough that he was in, because Hobbit dwarves are taller yes, than Hobbits, yes. as you know. And so he was in perspective with yeah. them, so but, it wouldn't need a third. But by the time yeah. we get into Two Towers, you have like and everyone's splintered mm. yeah. like Gimli is pretty much exclusively around Aragorn and Legolas and yeah the horse people um so you don't have that particular <laughs> hobbit differentiation so plenty of time to be treebeard I know I just it is so to me so clearly the weakest of those films to be clear I'm arguing that it is merely a four and a half star film rather than a five star film I mean I always my, I always sort of struggle to pick between Two Towers and Return of the King, but then I'm also like, but then also Fellowship is also where it all like begins and stuff, and that's where you get Concerning Hobbits at its purest, because a lot of my feelings about it are to do with just like the visuals and the soundtrack. Mm. Um, and Return of the King has Gondor and all that stuff's awesome because obviously you're getting, um, you know, Walter doing his thing eating cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Um, but it is insane how that man eating that. T- do you think? On set, when John Noble tucked into that tomato, and, and people were like, "This is going to be the only thing people talk about in this movie." No, and then they'd be like, "No, no, 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 stop!" Remember how earlier Vigo kicked a helmet and it broke his toe, and that's the take Previous that's in movie. the film. Ah, oh, it is. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was when he found out. Oh, it no, so yeah. it, it's it's near it's near the beginning of the second one. Yeah, we're 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 they're on the trail of Mary and Pippin, and they come across. They're like the battle site of the charred remains of Yorks and stuff. Mm. Yeah, and then he kicked. Yeah. Oh, right. Sorry, I was thinking about how John Noble is in the extended but not short version of Two Towers. Right, yeah. Anyway, I apologize. Is he? He is. He is miscredited in the end credits as John Nogle. That's how I remember. <laughs> That's how I remember. I'm trying to think what scene there would be, though. In the edit, It's the one scene where oh, you have mm-hmm. been... And Wenham and Noble together. It's him sending Sean Bean off. Right, yes. right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it's, yeah. Like a flashback from when Frodo and Sam talking to Faramir, mm. I guess. Is it? I was, oh, Faramir is Wenham. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, uh, are any of the films from uh, before 2000? Uh, yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, are both of the, rem- of the remaining films American? Well, there are three remaining films because I've got five oh, right, on there. Five, yeah. right. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, filmed in America, yes. Um, Filmed mostly in America, yes. Um, American-ish, I guess. Probably mostly filmed there as well. So, I mean, broadly, yes. Okay. But to be fair, I don't necessarily have deep insights into the mechanics of the creation. Can you well. can you unpack what makes something American-ish? With it? Well, like a broadly American cast, but maybe not like American production company or whatever. I don't uh, know. Okay. I just have n- absolutely no idea what that could be. Um, is uh, are any do any of these contain fantastical elements? Yes. Uh, uh, do they all do, or some? Mm, nah, some. Do, do any of them contain uh, fantastical beasts and where to find them? No. <laughs> uh, are they? Are they? Uh, do we? Is there another visit to the Wizarding World no. though? <laughs> hey, Azkaban is good. I know, but it's not like making me pick top four movies good. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you want to go for Itumama Tambia if you're putting a car on in that list. 
What did I say? Tambien. Tambien. Like French. Oh, but right. It's, it's not. No. They don't. Spanish. In Mexico, they speak French, right? It's a really funny bit, Uther. It's not a bit. It's supernatural elements. Are, are we talking magic or are we talking like uh, lasers? We could be talking both. Oh, uh, okay. Mm, uh, not necessarily in the same thing. Well, I mean, maybe in the same thing. And we, no animated films? No. Uh, oh, so sci-fi, space-fi? Could be. Could be. Uh, are there any wars in the stars? <laughs> there might be. Okay. But are these wars in the stars, like, uh, worthy failures for children? Like, nostalgic favourites or the work of Ryan Johnson? <laughs> I really tossed up between two things to put here, and I could have tossed up between more, but the latter. The Last Jedi, yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I, was just, I really uh, thought about Rogue One, though, because, I mean, as a, you know, a self-contained story. And, and it is so interesting, yeah, because Rogue One is great. I love Gareth Edwards. I love Tony Gilroy. I like that everyone's uh, dead as hell at the end. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but, like, that is clearly a great film, mm. right? But it's also absolutely emblematic of the rot that is set into Star Wars and that it is just like, let's just fill in a gap. Yeah. So you went with Last Jedi? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the best Star Wars film. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but like in terms of, you know, picking it, I think, again, because sometimes it feels weird to kind of pick something that's in the middle of a trilogy. But I guess there is... is it? There- I mean, they didn't even make a sequel. You're so fucking funny. <laughs> no, this is listed under comedy. <laughs> but and this also is like you know, obviously a lot of the elements of it are reasonably self-contained for mm. something in a progressive thing, and so yes, yeah. And every Star Wars film that doesn't have Rose Tico in it is like less less for less yeah. for it, yeah. you know. Yeah, and also you know, like it's got. Lots of good things going for it, like Adam Driver and Grumpy Mark Hamill. Okay, so we've got two or three more? Two more. Two okay. more. Okay, so there's a magic one. It's got magic in it, yep. It's not magic-centric, though. Well, look, I mean, it depends on what you consider magic-centric. I would consider Harry Potter magic-centric, but Groundhog Day not magic-centric, even I mean, though like, it contains magic. Is it Groundhog Day? No. Is it Groundhog Day? No. Is it Groundhog Day? <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> is it Groundhog Day, though? No. Oh, uh, okay. Like, magic is a key component to it, but, like, it's not something that is, it a is body part of everyone's narrative? life. No. No, okay. Uh, is it uh, Big Trouble in Little China? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, would you? I think, I don't know. We should watch some Carpenter. You you just don't like violence and gore, right? No, you just I don't. don't engage with it in no. films. Okay, I'm not. Yeah, and, and the, 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 there is basically no gore in Halloween. Ah, except for when they're real as bad. And the thing is, there's not much of anything in Halloween, and then there's a lot of something very suddenly. Yeah, that movie's great. Oh, um, yeah. Hold- I also just thought of another film I should have maybe subbed in there for one of the others. Uh, okay, how much magic does it contain? I mean, there is some magic. I don't know how to quantify it. Okay, is this magic innate to the world, or is it something someone does? Is the world... Ma- no, no, okay. it's not a nature of the world. So it's like a spell someone casts. No. 
Uh, all right. Are either of these superhero films? No. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so mean, yeah. this decade, is it? Did it come? No, it not, it came out no, no, decade. no. This this millennium. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. This millennium or last millennium? One of them. Okay. So you're not. So you're the not. The magic th- one came out last millennium. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, is it? It's too scary. Is it a little too scary? No. But is it a bit scary? For which viewer? Children. Yes. Is it? Is it Labyrinth? No. Is it? Is Mr. Bean in it? No. Oh, so it's not The Witches. No. Uh, anyway, uh, The Adams Family. No, but that would have been a good one as well. I should have put that on there. Is there any Angelica on this list? What, no. Is it John Wick Three, Sevis Pack, and Parabellum? No, but no Angelica Witches. An oversight, honestly. Okay. Is it from the nineties? Yes. Oh God, what magical films happened in the nineties? <laughs> is it obvious? Yes. Okay, great. Okay, is it part of a series? No. Uh, is it based on a book? Yes. Is it Matilda? Yes. Oh, you see me oh. edging closer yeah. and closer out onto the table. That <laughs> is a bit scary. Yeah, exactly. But not to, the chokey is terrifying. Yeah, and when right? she's going into her house at night, like it's a scary bit. Yeah, and you are right. That is a film deliberately designed to confound how much how magic is this yeah. film. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we should ask how Olympic it is. I should have asked for a question. I always ask: Was it directed by <laughs> <laughs> which cast member yeah, of it's always sunny? Yeah, no, did it did, did it star someone who was also a key villain in the film? <laughs> Uh, so there's one more, or we're just stopping at four? Okay. Uh, there's no magic in this one. No. Okay. But it is American. This is the one that's kind of a bit like... Okay. But it's from this millennium. Let me just double check, and it's also a bit complex. Is that because it was, like, re-released, or...? Ish. Ish. So is there, like, a director's cut of it? Is it Oliver Stone's Alexander? Mm-mm. Is it Oliver Stone's JFK? No. Is it Oliver Stone's Any Given Sunday? No. Uh, is it Oliver Stone's Aaron Sorkin's The Newsroom? <laughs> <laughs> J- I do. I did enjoy watching The Newsroom when it first came out. I know. You're, Same. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why I've brought you here. So. <laughs> it's it's the third two seasons of Newsroom. Uh, I mean, I can't be mad at anything that contains Dev Patel. Yeah. Which or annoyingly. No, I can, I can, look. I should have put Scott Pilgrim on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good movie. So it was, it was kind of re-released, kind of re-edited. Is it, is it like a remake? No. Okay. Was it uh, Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace? <laughs> no. Is it, is it like a drama? Broadly, I guess. But is it, it's like, it's like also like, is it like action-y? No. Is it mysterious, a thriller? No. Uh, is this movie long, short, or normal? <laughs> um, what is what's when does something stop being short and become normal? Like forty thousand words for a novella. Uh, Ninety-five minutes and below is short. Ninety-six to uh, hundred forty-five is normal. Well, and then one hundred forty-six plus is long. I'm happy to say it literally just makes it into your category of normal because it is 96 minutes it's 96 minutes long okay. oh god I feel like I know it now <laughs> for some reason my brain was like you know a film that's 96 <laughs> yeah. minutes do you long. want me to tell you the year that the original element came out the original element well because you know I'm like I'm saying it's like a read something sure yeah, yeah. 1986 and then this film came out in 2003 <laughs> is it a remake no oh what 
So it is a like reworking of original footage from mm. the eighties. Mm. <laughs> at this. Okay. Not really. Are you just really misremembering the <laughs> no. Godfather trilogy? <laughs> no. Who's who's in the cast, but not the lead? Like who's who's a couple down the list? Okay, let me look. Nineteen eighty six. Is it like Home Alone three? No. Kate Blanchett's in it. What the. F- <laughs> What? No. I'm so pleased I picked it. No, is this a movie where someone's edited together like Fellowship of a Ring and like bad taste? (laughs) Is it? Oh, you need to figure that there. Yeah, Yeah. I know what it is. Okay, right. It's about two things. (laughs) One of them is something that Wong Kar Wai really likes. I mean, smoking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's a Jim Jarmusch film. Yes. Uh, Night on Earth. And it's in black and white. Down by Law. No. Dead Man. No. Patterson. No. no. Do um, like that one, though. Uh, coffee and Cigarettes. Yes. Because yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, it's, cause it's, you know, the original short film Coffee and Cigarettes is 1986. Well, and, yeah, and then he made it over the years like like Boyhood or, or the forthcoming Merrily We Roll Along. Well, it was yeah. really – it was the first one and then there was a sequel and then I'm pretty sure everything else thereafter was like in, you know, relatively quick succession together to make the big new film. I thought he did. Yeah, I thought it was like movie forty three, in that they they shot it here and there over the years. I mean, it might, there might be elements of that, but I trust you to know more about Jamish than me. Yeah, um, which is what happens. You know, when it when it's popped off the jam and you just kind of you can't get it back on, so you just kind of mush that that Jamish. So you, I've got one question. Yeah. Uh, Wonka, why did you make us watch these movies? Neither of you. You're both uh, Wonka Wai virgins. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, I I wanted to go see In the Mood for Love uh, at the movie theater last year uh, uh, when uh, when Academy Cinemas was playing it on Valentine's Day. But then I realized, oh, yeah. if if I go and see In the Mood for Love alone on Valentine's Day, I can never go to Academy <laughs> Cinemas again. Yeah. Uh, In the Mood for Love is the film we watched this week. Uh, you remember from Finn's intro, uh, uh, the the highest ranked uh, film from the last twenty years on the BFI yeah. list. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it, it's all, it's all, all, it's all. Shit. Yeah. When was the list released? Uh, Twenty twelve. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah. If if new if, one this year. If if Michael Mann had got his way, you know, we would have had Avatar and Beautiful on it as well. <laughs> oh, Michael Hunter, Manhunter, what a dude. Um. So, uh, uh, but like, Bright, you had no real awareness of Wong Kar Wai. I mean, you've talked about him a fair bit, oh, but yeah. beyond that, no. Yeah, no, I'm I'm frequently talking uh, about uh, Ashes of Time Redux. Uh, uh, but like, you are like as a bellwether in that you are <laughs> you're a bellwether, uh, uh, the bell jar weather specifically, yeah. which is grey rain while crying, looking out a window. Anyway. Um, uh, uh, no, it is like you. You're a cultured person. You consider yourself one. You read lots of books. Yeah. You listen to music. Yep. Keeping up with what the kids are on on TikTok. <laughs> yes. You follow ballet YouTubers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, that's a broad like no like you you you're exposed to a broad range of culture, right? Yes, I'd say so. Uh, and, and you hadn't heard of Wong Kar Wai, like because Wong Kar Wai and and like, no, I had heard of him probably. Yeah, but oh. Finn, like you. You knew you hadn't seen Wong Kar Wai films, like you knew. Yeah. Um, on a, yeah, because it is like what I'm trying to balance is like Wong Kar Wai is really interesting for me because he feels like such so clearly a titan. Like he feels like he should be, uh, especially after the the run we will talk about. He feels like he should be like 
Hitchcock. As soon as you like start getting into online film discussion, yeah. his name is one of the ones that does come up. When people talk about the great directors of all time, yeah. everyone on every fucking Facebook film group is like, Wonka Y, Chunking Express, Fallen Angels, In the Mood for Love. Yeah. That's the best shit. Uh, he came third when the BFI also did their list of best directors mm. uh, of the last quarter of the 21st century. He came third. And, like, the top ten are really hard to it. Like, mm. you're right that he is third after in second place. Uh, why make one film when you can make ten? It's Christoph Kieslowski. <laughs> And hey, don't burn my cheese. I like it. Scorch cheesy. <laughs> Martin oh Scorch cheesy. Hey, underneath that, let's take a closer look. That's right, it's Abbas Kiristami. <laughs> After that, wow, it's Michael Hunter, Manhunter. We've yeah, already got no, a joke for him. After that, get him. It's David Lynch. <laughs> uh, 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 a lynching, I think, is uh, what he was yes, talking okay, about. Okay, that, yeah, that, uh, a fun <laughs> reference to make. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the man who walks to the Alamo over there, paid, paid for walking, wrote a Maldivar. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola, just like fucking obviously uh, uh, Ingmar Bergman and Killing Me Spike Lee. Anyway, uh, but like that is like... I think almost everyone on that list, with the possible exception, with the exception of Kiristami and Amoldovar, are more well known to the public, right? Sure, and yeah. they, they are they are beneath, beneath and, like, and Kislovsky, but that's because the world is full of cretins. And I feel like the person on the street knows the is at least aware of the Three Colors trilogy. You know, the no, th- no, I, I, okay, I, I, okay. Don't, I don't think that's true at all. No, no, but like that's what I'm trying to find out. Yeah. That's why I'm asking. Okay. But yeah, and the uh, and in the mood for love is, is you know like, so, like so, sometimes I will talk to normal people and yeah. I will just like mention the name Martin Scorsese and I'm like I don't I, d- I don't know who that is. Yeah. That's not. I mean, like that's b- not b- possible. I mean, b- yeah, b- 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 most people are like twenty, but like yeah, they b- yeah. I mean, all of my colleagues would know who Scorsese is because they're English teachers, but like I imagine that the two younger folks who work out helping out in the library might not know who Scorsese is. I just don't. I feel like watching Taxi Driver or Raging Bull, one of those two should be like when you turn 10 or 12, you know? Yeah. That should be one of the really early I am too young to see this yeah. films. Yeah. If, if everyone on their, on their, on their, on their 11th birthday, their parents sit down and show them after hours, <laughs> like this is what being an adult's like. Yeah. But I also feel like, obviously, there are the possibility of people having watched these things without having a particular awareness of who directed them. Yeah, that is that is also another bit of life. I do, I do not understand. But, <laughs> but like what? But like Wong Kar Wai uh, has an aura, right? Mm. Which is that he makes real good looking films. Yeah. Uh, do we agree? Yes, but also I have never, I don't think, seen a film with so much slow-mo that wasn't an action film. Or maybe just a film with so much slow-mo, full stop. It wasn't a challenge, it was just a statement. I mean, it looks like you was making his challenge face. <laughs> I know, I know it well. No, it just feels like there's a real obvious one right there. I mean, I want to say Tomorrow Never Dies, because when you rewatch Tomorrow Never Dies, there is a cartoonish amount of slow motion in that film. Um... Anyway, <laughs> but my first statement I think is true. Like, I mean, okay, there probably are some action films that yeah, have more. But, but is 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 there being lots of and I and I have to tell you across these two, this is judicious use of slow mo by him. <laughs> uh, 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 the 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 kind of the 
the trilogy that is Ashes of Time, Chunking Express, and Fallen Angels is real. There's a lot of slow-mo in that, mm-hmm. um, a lot of step printing. Um, did, so you didn't like the slow-mo. Do you think the slow-mo works against it? It just feels... A, um... Yeah, I think it probably works against it. I don't think it enhances. I think it sort of cheapens it. How so? So it makes it more hack. Look at this effect I put on. Slow motion. Oh, People okay. don't really I move that fast. So it, 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 it thinks a lot of it, so. Well, no, not even that necessarily. It just feels like, I mean. You're just like, Zack Snyder did it first. <laughs> I'm just, I, just, I mean, I think slow-mo in general yeah, isn't mate, necessarily... Like, like apart Watchmen from, empirically. And also, also, I realise, obviously, The Matrix has more slow-mo. Everyone thinks, like, oh, The Matrix has got a ton of slow-mo. There's, there's, like, four or five moments. I suppose that's true. And, yes. well, like, are we talking about... That's judicious use of slow-mo. But there's slow-mo that's, like, they were shot at a high frame rate and then slowed down, or they assembled... The, they, like, sliced time in a way, which is what, the, like... I don't. I think you're being very loose with the term slow mo in a way that, that makes me lose a lot of respect for you. I just think I I feel like slow mo obviously has its place, I guess, in certain oeuvres, yeah, in certain genres. When people are throwing a playing card to each other in Now You See Me Too, for instance, sure, yeah, that was my second thought yeah. after the Matrix. Um, I um, but it just feels out of character i guess in a broad sense in a just sort of like drama romance type thing like it feels it stands out because it's so unusual and it doesn't feel like it's doing anything particularly useful like just film a longer shot of him walking or whatever you know like <laughs> I, do, I mean like what it feels like to me it's doing is these are movies about like longing mm-hmm. and yeah. And so what he's doing is he is elongating the longing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wong Kar Wai, in the mood for love shot for 18 months. Uh, they would do about 40 takes for each Jesus. scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 2046, four years. Uh, and, and a lot of that, it's not like there's loads of extra scenes we haven't mm. seen. He would just shoot scenes in loads of different places right? Yeah. Uh, uh, until they felt right. So I do, yeah, I do think that if he had wanted a shot to go on a bit longer, he would have been able to, you know, like, yeah, I'm um, not saying that he couldn't have. It's just saying that he should have, <laughs> but it is to me, the slow motion. And it like, what I think of in, in the mood for love is is Maggie Chung going down those steps to get those noodles? Well, the five or twenty times we see her doing yeah. it, and, and we are watching her as Tony Lung is watching her, and it is like, oh, like you are. It is asking you to become as obsessed with her as he is, you know. Like, and you can't. Like, why don't this film's so pretty? Why don't you want to spend more time in each image? <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like kind of camp or something. I don't know. But what's wrong with that? I mean, that's at odds with the film. Totally. I wouldn't describe it as a camp film, apart from maybe the Chong Sam colours. Yeah, you're right. I can't really argue for this film being camp. <laughs> no, I, 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 think, I think you should give it a shot. I, no, I, can I tell you my thought was like, it's not camp, but it is a bit drag. The like, second one is more camp, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, like Tony Leung, across, across his three appearances as the uh, uh, in Days of Being Wild, this in 2046, it is like a drag performance of masculinity in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's what I got. There there we go. Yep. Done. Okay. Um, and I mean, every woman in 2046 could be played by a drag queen. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Adore Delano specifically, I think. 
so yeah but we agree these films look good (laughs) even if they do overuse slow motion Mm -hmm. uh, according to a third of us here Mm -hmm. um but it is like the interesting thing uh, especially across these two is how it relates to how he tells stories right because one is incredibly about a story in the mood for lovers so linearly these two people meet and then they stop meeting that and yeah. then a guy whispers into a tree in Cambodia. A temple. Yeah, it's like a wall. I know the story was about a tree, but he was doing it into a temple. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, because 2046, uh, following the plot of 2046 is... Difficult. Yes. And, like, kind of deliberately not the point, you know? Like, it is, it is a film that asks you to go with vibe as opposed to... Uh, a specific incident. Yes, and it also like skips around in time in a way that feels deliberately like it's trying to mess with you. There was a series of moments where it, where it skips over time. A card comes up saying like one hour later, and it cuts to one hour later. Then a few seconds after that, a card comes up saying ten hours later. Mm. Yeah. And then a few seconds after that, a card comes up saying a thousand hours yes. later. Yeah. And then like then after it goes to, like eighteen months later, and it's just like it, it, it is. It it is not is not giving you it it is it is giving you like so much of a frame a frame of reference for like when this is happening, but it feels uh, like it is uh, doing it like sarcastically, oh, mm. I, I, like spinning you around uh, yeah, so yeah. you lose the horizon. Um, and, and like that is includes like uh, in the mood for love, has no narration. Twenty forty six is all narration. Yes, yes. Uh, constantly explaining what we're watching and what we've seen and what they're talking about, and that is, I think to make clear just like now everything you need to know you will you'll know you know you'll know it's it's like avon, the mythos of neon genesis evangelion and that like knowing all of it is a is pointless yeah but on on a moment to moment basis you know what the stakes are yeah. you know and also uh 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 uh, uh, uh just like with uh, evangelion when, when people ask one car why Hey, so w- 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 when did you learn all the stuff about Christian eschatology? He said, "Oh no, I uh, I just made it all up. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, read a couple words that sounded cool, so I put them in my so I put them in my thing." Um, uh, maybe like Evangelion a lot more when I find when I when I when I read yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and it's like uh, it, it's like what we do to to their religions yeah. when we incorporate them in our work, and aren't you know David Mitchell, um, in the mood for love. Is about these two people. Uh, they're both moving into a new uh, uh, new apartments. Yeah, they're both married. Two we... different people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not a. Uh, uh, this film is not about Mormons. Uh, I think the implication there was that just that they weren't a couple. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yet, yeah, or really at all, as <laughs> yeah. we will discuss over the next. 98 minutes of the film. Yeah, so these two people are Maggie Chung and Tony Lung, two uh, just irritatingly hot people yep. uh, who are also incredible actors. Yep. And, uh, God, and you just spend a lot of time with them as they uh, stare at each other. And then the movie ends and you're like, wow, that was some good staring. Well, and... and, and... Uh, Lung, uh, it, it should be noted, is really, really Wong Kar-wai's guy, mm. uh, uh, to the point where Wong Kar-wai has made 10 feature films and Tony Lung is not in two of them. Uh, and, and one of those is My Blueberry Nights, which is uh, the one in English 
and I mean, I presume it, it's 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 an American film with an American cast. Yeah. Daniel Lung would would be odd in that, and I believe the first one doesn't have him in it. His first feature, right? And that's it. Um, and so he is kind of an author avatar, and is like. You know, when 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 Wong Kar Wai directs <laughs> Shang Chi two, Ugh. I mean, what he's not up to much. Like he keeps announcing like streaming miniseries, right? But none of them happen. He's just he co-wrote a film in 2016, which apparently was terrible. Oh, great! But apart from that, and he made a Zip Man film, and that was nine years ago. But he's still around. What do, like? I was, so I'm sure you're going to ask what's your favorite what's your favorite Ip Man film? I mean, you love Donnie Yen. I know the name Donnie he's from, Yen from 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 Rogue One. Yeah. Oh yes. He's yeah. a blind. He's a blind guy who uses the Force. In yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't use the Force. Turret. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like Turret Imway. What's his name? Um, maybe. I think so. What's his friend's name? Blaze. Blaze. Wow. <laughs> Do you think he's got 420 bullets? It's a lot of bullets he's got in his big gun. Maybe. What's um? Uh, what what's Forrest Whitaker's character called? Saw Guerrero. Yeah, no. that's a great that's a great Star Wars name. Yeah. Okay, let's all do impressions of Saw Guerrero's voice. Oh God! Yeah, good. Well, yeah. Uh, um, I mean, you have yeah. Good work. You should do do Ghost Dog now. I don't know what that is. Uh, and it's a film in which he's a samurai. Oh. I mean, he's an, he's an assassin inspired by. Assassin. It's Jarmusch, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Jarmusch. Yeah, yeah, Jim Jarmusch with mm. DeForest Whitaker. Mm-hmm. Um. So no, this these two people they move in. They're married to other people who we hear them talking to. But we never see their faces, yeah. uh, we, and uh, are just on vacation for most of a movie, or uh, coming home late from work. Right. Yeah. Uh, and oh, we know what that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're probably just sitting in their car, just looking at their phone, just scrolling, Weeping. just trying to de- decompress. You know, just trying to get through. You're working out how to get through. No, they're 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 having I'm an affair. Saying, so. you know, I've got. I'm, I'm just going to sit in this car until Drill posts a new tweet. That's. <laughs> That's, that's what was going to give me the energy to, to, to finally escape this hellhole. Okay, could, you could be there for like a day then. Yeah. You do need therapy. We should, let's get you to therapy. It would just, I, I mean, you no, can't No, it's okay. Go. I just started bringing the book with me everywhere I go. <laughs> do you have it with you now? No, no okay, cool. and I mean, I wouldn't. It seems like something you'd do. I mean, I did take it everywhere with me for a while, but that's because I was reading it. Oh yeah, yeah. You should get it on like e-reader so you can. No, this no, is uh, this is not in, in, interesting at all. I apologize for bringing it up. Good, uh, but you think everyone should read on e-readers, eh, Bray? Read what? Read just in, books. anything. I read books. Every- yes, yep. I'm a uh, you know as an English teacher, I'm, I'm inclined to support the reading of books. Not on e-readers exclusively. Oh no, I mean, e-readers are fine as long as it's not Kindle. No, but exclu- ex- Okay, fine. <laughs> I have spent a lot so of today you... trying to annoy you, and it has not succeeded. And it hasn't it. <laughs> oh right, <laughs> we are not yet talking about twenty forty six, which you uh, give a what's one word for your reaction to twenty forty six, Bray? Just lapsed concentration. That's two words, but yeah, just it was a lot to try and process at one in the afternoon on a. Saturday. After having not really eaten yet today. 
I don't and know. had bad coffee. I know. Whose fault was that, though? Probably kind of mine. Yeah. But you made the coffee. So I'm going to kill that messenger. Um, it's, you shoot the messenger, right? Yeah. Anyway. So but you shouldn't. Their spouse. So they, they meet a couple of times, uh, 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 the, these two, and they're like, hi. They, they get to know each other a bit. They get to know uh, the, the constantly partying old age people, OAPs playing Mahjong and yeah. drinking. It seems permanently. Yeah. yeah. Right? Always throwing rages in their shitty tiny flat. Mahjong rages. And just given. But it seems more and more they they individually grow suspicious that maybe uh, their partners are cheating on them yeah. or with each other, uh, which kind of bonds them a little, even though that uh, assumption is unspoken, like almost everything in this film. For a film with so much dialogue, it is everything is unspoken in this, right? Until, until the last moment. And... So, yeah, it kind of develops into this weird emotional affair that it isn't because it's kind of, it's, it's all like this film is about negotiation on the edge of that, right? Like they, uh, he always seems a bit more into it than she is. Um, but that's, that's usual, right? <laughs> right. Got to say something. It's an audio medium. I thought that you could just somehow explain my, no look of distaste. Um, yeah. Yeah. Proving my point <laughs> that you are less into me than I am into you. <laughs> no, my look of distaste at your statement. Yeah. Why? Are you, you're not on a bike. You don't need to backpedal like that, baby. <laughs> now she's like furrowing her eyebrows in what I think she thinks is a quizzical way. It does make it look like she's trying to do a poo. <laughs> no, I don't think it was yeah. either of those. It was more just looking, like, annoyed. Uh, okay. And so, you, look, you proved my point with you describing my facial expression, so I win. Okay, Finn, who do you think's right? Well, I think the most important thing to remember is that uh, every interaction is a competition. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Youth certainly thinks so. Who do you think wins in the mood for love for all of all of uh, their interactions? I mean, from uh, from watching 2046, it uh, doesn't seem like Tony Long won. I think it's yeah. the landlady with the maid who makes her pork soup. Oh, yeah, yeah no, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, no, so it seems like, she, seems like yeah, she's having a great time from beginning to end. Yeah. That, the noodle guy who fills up the thermos with noodles yeah. is doing roaring Yeah, he, he, is, he is making... Making bank. Uh, uh, oh, and I mean, ultimately, maybe by the end, ping. I don't know what his state of being is, but you know, if his tides turn, maybe know, he's doing well, and he's got his prostitute friend with credit. So, well, you know, he he, he comes back in the second one. He's yeah. the same as ever, yeah. you know. Except now he's Tony Long's editor, right? Yeah. Or, which so is, he has moved up in the world, is what I'm hearing. Uh, I don't know. Uh, from my understanding, editors are pretty low in the world. Yeah, true. Um, of all the characters who uh, grow and change over the course of these uh, two movies, uh, Ping isn't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just Ping is oh, uh, like he's, he's Christopher Luxon in rugby cosplay. Like he he's a but, but, he's a chewed thumb, right? <laughs> like yeah, he, he he's this more chewed th- than most. He, he he's this kind of like like. Older middle-aged man with a pockmarked face and a cauliflower ear. Yeah, yeah. who who is uh, 
just a big old horn dog uh, who <laughs> constantly is running out of money because he's spending it on uh, 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 on horse races and prostitutes. And he ca- there's this great bit where he's like, uh, then I went, but I gambled all my money away because I only had $2, but I needed that for the pro- for a prostitute. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Tony, Long, Tony Long says, you can get anything for two dollars yeah and he's like no no i'm a regular I, I, you know i was able to i was able to buy it on credit yeah hey but 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 uh but now uh i am overdue uh, uh could you leave me 30 bucks well um it and it is interesting like he is clearly exists to be the counterpoint character for tony lung because tony lung is uh very repressed in this yes uh, uh, uh he is unsure of his place in the world uh, and then kind of makes sense of it through being a writer uh apropos of nothing uh wong kar wai started out as a writer for serials and newspapers and had always taken a long time to adjust to living in hong kong from from shanghai but it was it was through writing that he learned to like engage with his feelings in the world i don't see those two things uh, as connected, especially not as we get to 2046, which is about a man writing his feelings into existence, right? Kind of. We'll get. Doesn't that's, matter. That's about a robot on a train, mainly. Yeah. With big hair. Yeah, it's yeah, Snowpiercer prequel. Yeah. I mean, it's several robots have giant hair on that train. It feels like. It feels cruel to just isolate one or two. I just presume it's a uniform requirement. Is that or every single robot has just seen a ghost? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or uh, had something they're experimenting on explode? Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> except instead of soot, it's full of glitter. I guess. Yeah, no, yeah. Like every single shot in twenty forty six, where you see one of the robots on the train. Uh, every time they walk into a room, the uh, the 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 room they've just left that we don't see, uh, they they've just been uh, the psychic to uh, Doctor Benson Honeydew. <laughs> um, any uh, and it's and so this kind of uh, uh, he he starts writing. Tony Lung does because uh, uh, he's always wanted to write uh, martial arts uh, serials. Yeah, but he, he's he's never had the like courage or, or the inspiration to to just stick to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but but she uh, inspires him, and, and then he's eventually like Let's. because she tells him about about all the movies she made with Jackie Chan <laughs> back when the two of them were dating, yeah. and he's like, great, that gives that gives me a fantastic idea for a police story, but set in 1960, 1963. Uh, I mean, continue. So how do you? How, what is police story but in nineteen sixty three? Uh. <laughs> It's very similar. <laughs> yeah, but it's in it's in nineteen. Anyway, yeah. Um, so he's like, let's work on this together. You inspire me. They work in his room, but then the old people are like, "Ooh, they're having an affair." You, you two are hanging out a lot, uh, and, and so they hire a hotel room. Uh, what number hotel room do they hire, Briar? Um, I didn't actually notice, but I'm guessing it was twenty forty six. Yeah, yeah, you got it. It's twenty forty six. Yeah. yeah. And what is 2046, guys? Very important number. Yeah, it's an important number. It's a year. Oh, right, yeah, you explained this already, but I've already forgotten. (laughs) 2046 is supposed to be the final year Hong Kong uh, uh, is in control of itself under the one country, two governments system Uh. that, that China... 
uh, uh, agreed upon all the way back in uh, 1946, mm-hmm. where the British got it for 50 years, swapping mm-hmm. over in, in 1997. Uh, if you want huh. to learn more about that, just check out like most Hong Kong films I from the 90s. did not know that that was... So wait, really? Is that why it changed back to China? Yeah, it was agreed upon. Yeah, it was all planned. And- I mean, I figured it was agreed upon in some capacity because, you know, it happened. But, like, I didn't know that it was like a, on this day in 50 years. Yeah. Well, wow. I mean, uh, China has recently decided to kind of escalate well, that. Well, yeah. Uh, in, in one of those cases of more improvised world politics, it's great to live in unprecedented times. Oh, it's, it's, it's essentially precedented at this point. Yeah. I don't like that, though. I want to pretend that I'm special nope. for this pain. Um, the way Wong Kar Wai, at least uh, uh, in, in this, his imperial phase, uh, uh, made films, was that he would not write a script. He would write a rough outline that would quickly diverge from that, and uh, they would just kind of feel it out. Mm-hmm. And that's why um, he would take so long uh, to make his films. Happy Together, his previous film to this, I believe, was a, a year of, of shooting in Argentina, uh, um, which is like, that is the guarantor, really, of of the Golden Age. That's the one that did really well at Cannes for the first right. time. Like He went from being the guy who made Chunking Express and Fallen Angels, which people had kind of heard of, but like Happy Together was the real breakout. But yeah, he works like Sam Levinson does, except when Sam Levinson is not prepared, doesn't have a shot list, doesn't have storyboards, uh, he is doing it to produce uh, skins too, skins with a higher budget. Yeah, where... no, if, if if Sam Levinson hasn't figured out what we're shooting my day, he's like, oh, let's I'll get Sydney Swindy to take a top off again. I mean, yeah. um, Whereas in this, he's just like, can we just find... Uh, some more of the best clothes ever to put on these guys. <laughs> yeah. Can we? Uh, can we find a? Uh, uh, can we find a? Uh, 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 can we find a dingy yet compelling streetlight? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like that's a lot. It seems like that's a lot of what it was. Was mm. like shooting uh, uh, the same scenes over and over in, in, in different places until they quote unquote felt right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, yeah. No. To finish the plot synopsis, it all kind of builds to. Uh, 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 ahead it gets closer and closer to them maybe confessing their feelings to each other there's like a pivotal scene where they are rehearsing maggie chung uh, uh approaching her husband about having a mistress yeah which turns into a metatextual one about them kind of talking about if there is in their own relationship and they for like a scene are like they're, they're fucking man i have grown feelings for you and i didn't mean to but, you know, I should go to Singapore, right? Uh, and, and then he goes to Singapore, and it's basically the end. Uh, I mean, he whispers a secret into Angkor Wat and uh, goes back to Hong Kong to see if he can see her. Yeah. But uh, uh, misses her accidentally four years later. Um, I was supposed to be getting through the plot quick, because the plot doesn't matter, right? No. This, this is a film that is almost entirely these two people... I mean, uh, they're, staring they're, 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 at yeah, there there are two words in the title that are very important. One yeah. of them is love. The other one is mood. Yeah, um, it, it is sort of hard to think of like more of a mood piece than this. Yeah, the two nouns are in fact important yes. when it comes to the title. It, it is 
yeah, this started as uh, uh, Wong loves to start with the idea of a trilogy uh, and then fuck it up. Uh, uh, Because uh, uh, like he made his first film, which is uh, a crime film whose name I currently cannot remember. Uh, uh, But after that, he made Days of Being Wild. And even while he was making Days of Being Wild, he was like, this is fucking good. Uh, and, and like, he'd start with a gangster film cause he just, he wrote for newspapers. Then he wrote for, for TV. Then he wrote genre films. Yeah. Uh, and he has always been like, there's not, not genre uh, in his films. We may really watch the two least genre of his films and 2046 is half a sci-fi film. Half of it is, you know, in the cloud Atlas future, you know, we are like, yeah, you know, um, but like he was making uh, Days of Being Wild, and was like, I like this. I th- I think this is good. I'm gonna add some stuff in this to make it like, to make it the beginning of a trilogy. And so he shot some footage of Tony Leung that's at the end, which is supposedly his character from this. He's called the Gambler, and in 2046 we'll see he loves Gamblo. He certainly does. Uh, too much, would you say? Well, look, like every uh, movie about a vice with Gongli in it, yeah, uh, I think that uh, Tony Lung uh, uh, keeps his head fully above, above water and uh, doesn't lose himself in the seedy world that he's uh, plunged himself into. Uh, yeah. What's your preferred cut of Miami Vice, Bray? I've never witnessed anything to do with it. <laughs> I know it involves moustaches, and that's the extent of my knowledge. I, have, I mean, there's, there's like there's like one moustache. Yeah, I have shown but you that critical moustache, right? Like I have shown you that <laughs> clip of cutting from Colin Farrell and Jamie Fox Ox Ox to the dancing woman in time to to numb by Lincoln Park. Oh, yeah, I've had vague So you this. have witnessed that. Oh, okay. But yeah. it really stuck with me, clearly. I mean, you were spraying chrome in your mouth, ready to die. No. Why are we suddenly jumping to Because <laughs> witness, the word witness. Oh, okay. It was that, or Harrison Ford building a house at length, I guess. Um, it's a thing that occurs in the film Witness. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, the way I'd pitch Miami Vice to you is, you know how you like the stars and the wars in Star Wars? Yeah. What if you replace those stars with boats and those wars with boats? <laughs> I mean, Titanic? <laughs> I mean, if you love those things, Titanic has some pretty heartbreaking content in it. <laughs> Mainly the use of a door as a boat, which is insulting. <laughs> but, yeah. So if, 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 you, if you were to take Star Wars and only replace... Uh, the stars with boats, then you'd get Master and Commander of the Far Side of the World. <laughs> or Battleship. Or Battleship, but let's not talk about that until a future episode. Oh, that's right. We are doing Rihanna Vehicle Battleship. Yes, we are. Um, uh, but, like, after uh, Days of Being Wild uh, did okay. Mm. Uh, uh, and it, 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 within it, uh, Maggie Chung plays her character from this. Yeah. Really, the only thing is that she's still quite uh, buttoned up uh, uh, and and repressed. It's not like we see her meeting her husband. She's sure. just uh, someone uh, who has a bit of a bad relation relationship that then moves on, and then that guy dates uh, Mimi slash Lulu from 2046. 
And those are the big connections. You don't need to do a big diagram. Anyway, I tried, um, is what I'm saying. So you don't need to. Uh, you love diagrams, right? Anyway. Um, and, and and then he was what like. What about infographics? Right, love them. Uh, but then he was hired uh, to, to, to make a wuxia film, which is like the, the Chinese equivalent of, of a Western, uh, Ashes of Time, which is big thing he's re-edited it several times the current state it's in called the redux it's a reorder and recut but like the key thing to know about it is that uh i've not seen my blueberry nights or the grandmaster but it seems like it's the one of his films that is just a failure right uh and that is because he is trying and i think it would be a bit easier to comprehend if wuxia was part of my native mythology as an aesthetic in the way yeah. like it feels like it is subverting wuxia in the way that you know fucking unforgiven is to pick is is to the western yeah yeah that took so long and was so laborious and so there's a, a two month break in that while they have to wait for some audio recording equipment and he's like fuck it I'm going to make a trilogy film. I'm just going to make three short stories uh, uh, about kind of love in modern Hong Kong. We just knock them out, bang, bang, bang. Uh, and, and that's Chunking Express, except uh, he failed at making a trilogy. And the third part of the third story, which he didn't film, became Fallen Angels, which was the following film. And right. he considers Chunking, Fallen Angels, a uh, one film in, in two parts. Mm. Uh, and, and ooh, yeah, there, that's his, and then after that, he was like, I, I, I want to make something kind of, uh, sensory. I want to make another trilogy. Uh, I want to make another novella film, uh, of three stories. Uh, one of which was called spring in Beijing or something like that. Maybe it didn't rhyme, uh, about this unrequited love that continued the themes of days of being wild. And eventually, as he developed that idea, he, while he was working on Happy Together, um, it, 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 all other stories fell away. Uh, uh, the uh, fraught relationship with China meant that it couldn't be in Beijing anymore, and so it became uh, a, a tale of food, which was about two people having an emotional affair while eating. And you can still kind of see that yeah. as the core of this film, right? Like the middle hour or so is them eating with each other. Yeah, while you, 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 you usually going to get noodles. I mean, noodles are great. Yeah. I've never regretted eating noodles. Oh, I probably have. Uh, I mean, I pro as a child, I probably ate pool noodles, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he once again failed to make a, a, a trilogy and we ended up with uh, In the Mood for Love. Uh, and In the Mood for Love, while he was developing it, he was having ideas for 2046 at the same time, which feels insane. <laughs> it feels crazy that these films were conceived in terms of each other. Yeah. Uh, because... Like so much of the mood and love, as you point out, of in the mood for love is how like oh, it kind of feels hermetically sealed, right? Like it is, it is a frozen object, at least to me. Like, what is it like to see for the first time? This is definitely one of those films that I, that I like wish I had been able to see for the first time in in a, in a, in a theater environment. Yeah, this like really demands your full attention and. Uh, I am uh, too much of a uh, uh, too much of an idiot with a, a bad broken brain to uh, pay full attention to a movie uh, hey. when I'm not being forced to by societal convention. Hey, 
MTV started and the whole world got ADHD. Yeah. It's not your fault. Um, but yeah, what then? This is like, like, like basically, basically what what I was expecting from from a from like everything that I knew about Wong Kar Wai. Yeah, slow, mostly plotless, like evolution of a relationship. And I'd seen like so many stills of this of Tony Long smoking or yeah. like Maggie Chung on those stairs or just like all of the outfits mm. she wears. And those things do not get dampened by by having already seen them. Mm. Seeing them in action is still overwhelmingly beautiful. Mm. Yeah. As the kids would say, it's very aesthetic. Yes, it, it absolutely is. <laughs> the uh, second most popular Letterboxd review of this is... Uh, 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 is a three and a half star review from one of the people who like wrote all the most popular reviews on Letterboxd, and uh, it's it's one of those like irritating joke like one of those like irritating reviews where someone's just like, Wong Kar Wai invented the color red. <laughs> it's like fuck off. It it's. And then, like all, all of the replies are are twenty four year old men like me just being like fuck you. <laughs> Get a better account, but it, it's also write a real review for once. Th- that also just absolutely fails to understand why this film is beautiful, uh, right? Yes. Uh, um, uh, this film won a one best actor for for Lung at Khan. Khan, a name we will hear a lot, which I have a wider point. James Khan, star of The Godfather, and Khan. Yep. Yeah. And Thief. Yeah. You'd like Thief. We should watch that. It's a Michael Hunter Manhunter film. Would you? It's very hairy men and reflections. <laughs> like, what I think makes this film beautiful, I mean, apart from uh, the work of uh, Christopher Doyle and the other cinematographer's like, name. Uh, Mark Lee Pingbing. Yeah, who... And uh, also uh, Kwan Pung Lung is also credited. As cinematographer. Yeah. I believe that is... Is that as well as, or... Uh, I don't know. It's just uh, on uh, on Letterboxd. All three of them are credited. That is... Uh, yeah, anyway. Him, uh, 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 Doyle Pinbing, and uh, William Chang, who uh, uh, is the production designer, costume designer, and editor of... Uh, uh, a production and costume designer of all of Wong Kar Wai's films, editor of the majority of them. Jesus. Uh, uh, and yet Christopher Doyle, who has semi-worked on seven of his films, multiple of which he left midway through, like this, because it was going on so long, is is constantly kind of cited as his greatest collaborator. Yeah, yeah. He, where... he, he, he's the guy that I've, that I've like, heard about the most yeah. in... in, in in my previous engagement with, with, with like, the idea of Wong Kar Wai films. Yeah, and, and that is, uh, I believe, people are privileging a, 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 a Caucasian uh, because uh, Wong Kar Wai films never stop looking like this, mm. even when Christopher Doyle stops shooting them. And, like, when Christopher Doyle shoots other stuff, it is... Uh, uh, Gus Van Sant's Psycho or uh, the John Favreau film made... Of course, I mean uh, he 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 shot he shot Hero the the Zhang Yimou film. Yeah, but he also shot The Lady in the Water. Mm. Uh, uh, he he shot Dumplings, um, the the horror short, which oh, yeah. will really fuck you up. And of course, yeah, he... I've, been, I've been meaning to is it a uh, uh, is it a uh, 
uh, Fruit Chan did yep. dumplings. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, and, and part of the three extremes. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, Rabbit Proof Fence, Chris Doyle also shot. Oh. Mm. Uh, and uh, an episode of Anthony Bourdain, No Reservations. No, for some reason, I, I was, thought you were going to say Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> no. This uh, directed by friend of the podcast, Aja Argento. <laughs> Not a friend. Ugh. Yeah, I mean... She was in Triple X, and we talked about her then. Um, yeah, and we had nothing but positive things to say about Asia Argento. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, like, Asia, if you're listening, fuck you. Like, not. But anyway, fine. Be quiet. I mean, she did something. Like, what's her crime? No, I'm just, I'll look uh, it up. <laughs> let's, not, let's not drop the mood. I'll look it up. And then scream. I mean, I know what it is. Oh, no, I don't know, is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't. Okay. I have so many celebrity crimes memorized <laughs> in here. Uh, uh, is that what these people are doing... Every single piece of media, I can make myself unhappy by thinking about it too much. Yeah. That's life, right? Like now, It's, that... it's also uh, the Euphadine method. No, uh, I'm already sad and angry, and I'm just looking for reasons to confirm that. <laughs> it, it's more confirmational than transformational, you know? Uh, how do you... What's your arc to sadness through media? I don't know. Like when the baby dies on called a midwife. Called a midwife. <laughs> called a, called, you got to call him. Baby can be born. You called a midwife. Yeah. Called no notice. <laughs> called called a midwife. Called a midwife. What are you going to do? Is the baby coming? You called a midwife. <laughs> Jamie Abaca. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> what media? No, okay. Me, what, what media makes you sad? No. Sad things happening in media. Yeah, like when the babies die on Cordem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do, like, <laughs> like, like um, yes, obviously that's sad. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, is it? Oh, what if it was Hitler? He was dead by the time Call the Midwife was set. No, but like I'm talking. What like, if it was number two? Hitler two. <laughs> He's back. Oh, you Baby. mean. He's back and baby of an effort. But enough about boss baby. <laughs> uh, uh, but like what makes this film beautiful, that, that team working together is like looking at these found spaces or building found spaces and then just knowing exactly what to do to bring out the beauty that is already there. Yeah. Like, like 2046 is, feels like such a shift because it feels so artificial. Yes, uh, there's like such an organic feel to this. Yeah. It feels like they're shooting in like a real apartment block, all of the like street scenes. There is a real like lived in feeling to them. Well, yeah. And, and with the exception of Ashes to Time, that was the feeling up until now. Like yeah. that's, that's the thing. Even when he is making much more genre-y films, um, and it is just that, like, I think this is one of those things where, like, the beauty isn't actually they are doing a real good job of heightening a reality and then capturing it rather yeah. than, like, inventing colors. Like, obviously, the colors in this are bright as shit, uh, but it, that's not, yeah, it's misidentifying what makes it beautiful, you know? And it also just, I mean, the casting is good, but also, like, how it cares about its characters and what they're going through. Yeah how close it lets us to them as they feel despair. Why do you think that? Do you find this film beautiful to look at? Yes. Yeah. Are you? It's only 2046. You're actively angry at me for making you watch, right? I mean, and I don't think it's necessarily the film itself's fault. 
Oh yeah, watching the it's, two it's, things it's back. It's your to back. fault, Yuffa. I mean, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm. I'm. Everything is my fault. You're the villain. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Great. Uh, um. You're not the villain. I'm like the henchman. Is that what you're saying? I'm not <laughs> yeah. even. Yeah. You're. You're. Yeah. You're. 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 You're like in. Uh, 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 the Spirit, the Frank Miller movie, where there's uh, one henchman who's just like a giant foot that kind of jumps around. Well, and also if we if we take oh. the fact that the Joker is often the villain, but then we also listen to the opening theme of Kath and Kim, um, the villain is me. <laughs> <laughs> I just okay, don't understand. Well, what's the... Okay, right, because the... the... <laughs> Uh, the uh, the uh, theme song for Captain Kim says uh, uh, the, the Joker is, yeah, says, is the me. Joker is me. Oh right, right. Uh, I have yeah, up. yeah. It took it took, a, it took a few seconds for yeah. that one to fully process. <laughs> no, a good joke. I just wish I had ever watched Captain Kim. Oh, well, what, what, uh, start with uh, uh, you should start with the Captain Kim code. The uh, uh, the uh, the uh, feature length episode of Captain uh, Kim uh, with a uh, just a full length parody of the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> Uh, also, the fact that Magda Thingamese character Sharon marries a Shane Warne yeah. impersonator called Wayne Sean, but played by Shane Warne. Ah. Yeah, and she, she she just posted a, a, a lo- lovely lovely tribute to yes. Shane Warne the other day. Yeah, oh. Wayne Sean. It's funny. Yeah, no, no, no. It, I'm just a yeah. pre- like my problem with Catherine Kim is that that it, it, like Arrested Development, uh, before the show got to me, people who loved it and would not stop quoting it uh, got to me. Yeah, yeah. No, like when starting from when I was like eight, every every middle aged woman in my life. <laughs> would we, 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 just constantly be like, look at my, look at my, look at my. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, imagine being Can in I? high school when that's happening. Uh, would be horrific, right? No. Be the worst thing. Ever. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I, uh, 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 I got to be, I got to be in intermediate when uh, Jonah from Tonga oh, was no. the thing that everyone loved. That's unfortunate. And I'll tell you what, uh, every single Pacific Island kid in my intermediate loved Jonah from Tonga, <laughs> but they, they thought he was incredible. They did they know yeah. Chris Lilly was? I mean, white? sure, yeah. They're, they're still like, yeah, that's that, that guy. That guy gets me. <laughs> He does not. <laughs> he does not get them. If he gets them, <laughs> I have so many assumptions about the world that are wrong. <laughs> um, but it, like the the like, I really love in the mood for love. Mm. I, I I think it's it's it's, a, it's real high up there for me. Yeah. And like w- the thing that interests me in that is that it is so like I'm so always so ready to be bored by it every time I watch it. I'm so ready to be like, yeah, I know it's pretty, but I remember all the slow motion <laughs> That uh, uh, I, this is going to be boring, right? Yeah. Like this, all, 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 all of the slow motion that like that that, it, that is done in a way that it feels like. They're doing stop. They're, they're doing slow motion through stop motion. Yeah, which which, which I like. I I I I I never got bored of a, of of a slow motion because because of that like weird effect that it has. Well, and, and it does several because there there are times where it's clearly just doubling frames. There are times where it's long exposures. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, uh, and there's times when it's actually they're just running the camera real fast. Yeah, like in, in, in the shots of like Maggie Chung walking down the stairs to the noodle, yeah. noodle place, it's just like normal slow motion. Yeah, yeah. But in, in like scenes where someone's just like standing in the hallway smoking, yeah, it's, it's just the weird kind of like 
like jitteriness to it. Yeah, and, and that is yeah, as you'd expect, that's like a key part of his aesthetic yeah. that, that grows over that time. Um, but I'm but every time I'm like I'm like, but is this once you're used to knowing that it, you know you see the first couple of shots and like every shot can't look this good and then it does. Uh, surely it must be boring when you know the tracks. But it's like there's not like the mood of it, as you say, to me really endures and I cannot yeah. work out how. I mean, it's because he's trusting himself, right? I mean, it's probably also because he takes like a year to make each film. And yeah, yeah. And, and like works with people who who are incredibly skilled and and who he like has a lot of trust in and so they, they can they can all work together to like to like build something that feels right well and, and with, 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 with like as much time as it takes to do that yeah maybe a little too much time yeah. uh, uh, he shoots a lot of film and that's a, there's a lot of plastic in that um but why where he goes Oh no! I, like, and I think the thing that maybe yeah, but you here's the thing. Yeah, if there wasn't all of that leftover film, how would Melanie Laurent set the theater on fire to help kill Hitler? How would you kill Hitler, Bray? Um, history's done that already for me, so I don't have to worry about it. No, but you're 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 in the bunker. Mm. It's Berlin. It's let's say 1943. Like you know, he's bad. How did I get into the bunker? Uh, yeah, it, wishing. No, it's the beginning. Why would I wish to be in Hitler's bunker? I don't know. But it's real messed up for you. If did I that. can wish to get into Hitler's bunker, I extrapolate that I can also wish for him to be dead. You, so you that's could how have, I but, it. Uh, but you didn't do it the first so time, you, and you wasted your one wish getting into the bunker. So, <laughs> wait, or are you saying that you like splinch him? Like you, you, you wish yourself in. It's teleport. You half merge with him, killing oh, you both instantly. No. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, so. Like it's like the beginning of a video game level. It doesn't matter how you got there. You're there. I don't know. Okay, you went undercover as uh, Ava Braun. Okay, a gun, I guess. Okay, that feels like there'd be lots of those around. Yep. You just do do it, John Wick style, like two shots to the head. Sure. Well, a style invented by Israel. Mm. Well, then it's appropriate. So there you go. Okay, <laughs> that's how I kill Hitler. But how do you know about that style? It's 1943. Well, I've Is... travelled back in time, so... Whoa, have you? I didn't know about that. I mean, yeah. I exist now in the present, so I'm guessing I travelled back in time if I'm going to be there. That's not true. You've existed in the past as well, like not last year. Not in that year. past. We don't know that. There's no proof of that. There is, though. The, the reason Birth we know the universe has no limits uh, is because no point in the universe is more special than any other, and we can see no limits from where we are. And, and from where I'm standing, looking at your timeline, I can see no limits to it in either direction. Okay. Okay, I'm saying that you're an only love is left alive is what I'm calling you. Okay. Okay. So I'm fictional. Hitler was real, Uther. But how? Um, let's unpack. Let's not. <laughs> What's a story? What is real? He's <laughs> <laughs> so annoyed at me. Yeah. Why? Because. Because I'm talking. No, I mean not specifically. <laughs> Just the content of what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. And I, I, I think, and like, I think, in the mood for love is obviously, I think, his masterpiece. Uh, um, Briar, I'm, it's okay. We're almost halfway through this. 
I'm gonna scream. <laughs> I'm pushing. There is not. We cannot. There's not much to talk about no. in 2046. It, this is always the way. This is always the way, uh, and, and we will balance it out more. I'm. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't leave me though, because. I'll burn all your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I Keeping can... her hostage. That's what the mood for love is. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, like next time uh, you look so you might want to make a graph of the matches over there <laughs> that I bought for you. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so and the lighter that I bought for yeah. you. So what am I doing? So it would, so it would <laughs> be rude of you to use those gifts Why? to build all of Raya's things. Yeah. Why is that? Oh, the oil is behind Finn, the lamp oil. Uh, You're going to need the fire that I gave you to use it, though. Are you going to throw that gift back in my face? Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you're going to light my stuff on fire, not me. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, I think <laughs> I think what makes this obviously his masterpiece is that this is when he kind of finally works out how everything goes. And the reason I think it's a masterpiece is because I've seen two of his films and it was objectively <laughs> better than the other one. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that is it, 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 it's hard to argue. But like through like Chunking Express is as beautiful as this, but feels diffuse over the two stories. And Fallen Angels is one kind of as languorous story but by leaning into genre he he neglects style uh happy together is an interesting exercise and like a really valiant one a hong kong filmmaker making a a, a romantic film about a gay couple in in 1997 is is a is a big deal does it contain the song happy together Possibly. It's a great song. Because I nearly put Imagine Me and You on my list of movies as well. I just remembered it, and that obviously it's related to that song too. I don't know Imagine Me and You. The film. Have you, you seen it? No. <gasps> what? Go on. It's a lesbian rom com. Ah. With um, several well known people. <laughs> it's got Piper Parabo. There's not one of the well known ones. Yeah, from uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Oh, I was going to go with. <laughs> Coyote Ugly. Oh, I have two, two uh, dog based films. It's all she can <laughs> yeah. do. It's all she Dogs and lesbians. Uh, I mean, is there a difference? Am I right? Let's let's It's like 35 on Rotten Tomatoes. That is so rude. Um, Lena Headey is. I can't believe I remember Piper Parabo before I remember <laughs> Lena Headey. Oh, Lena Headey. Um, from Gunpowder Mansion. Matthew Good. From mm. Watchmen. Celia Emery. I'm sorry. I will. Wonka, why? Is that after, like, he's practiced everything and, and he has he's learned more and more that how much he can trust mood and, and, and remove elements from story, right? And, and remove complications and just trust the actors and the look. And that, that brings us to this, which is, yeah, I don't know. It's sound. Like, it's obviously fucking sound, yes. right? Uh, uh, Briar, out of shite and sound, what do you think it is? Sound. Finn? Yeah, it's sound. So we're, we're all agreed. It's good. Yes. And like, it's universally acclaimed. It's yeah. number one or number two in a lot of best films lists. The BBC yeah. poll, I believe it, had three on best films ever. We can only expect it to go up the list. Yeah. It's uh, n- number 34 on uh, Letterboxd's list of uh, top 250 films. And, and uh, I, I can't conceive of someone writing a negative review of it. Yeah, it seems uh, uh, wild that uh, someone would even consider that. Uh, and, like, if if there was... If Finn, if you could find a negative review, I would put 
a groin cup on and then let you pogo me in in the crotch. Oh, uh, yeah, welcome to Jackass Forever Corner. <laughs> oh, holy shit, the bear! What he, the he, fuck? Here's the thing, uh, Jackass uh, Jackass Forever, incredible. Yeah, check it out. Uh, great film. <laughs> I won't. No, like, uh, well, yeah, I was, I, I was not talking to you. Uh, no, I... Because uh, there, uh, there was a moment where uh, Johnny Knoxville says, we've got 15 gallons of pig semen. <laughs> oh, man. And then uh, someone just uh, drinks a glass of it. No, oh. no, yeah, just, just Not even as part of a prank, just for fun. Yeah. Like, he know, he knows what it is. He just picks one. Yeah. Those, those guys are fucking maniacs. Yeah. Uh, this is a half-star review of In the Mood for Love by uh, Rembrandt Q. Pumpernickel. As a letterbox user, oh yeah, I had high hopes that a rewatch of In the Mood for Love would write me in my Wonka wide disdain, and that I could finally appreciate this well-loved director and further explore his catalog. But sadly, time has only cemented my position that he makes the cinematic version of teen poetry treacly, shallow, contextless, and sexless. I mean, I mean he didn't see In the Mood, uh, didn't see uh, Twenty Forty Six. A ton of fucking in that. Yeah, and all, um, but like th- this film does not contain sex. No, the sex act, but it is not sexless. Yeah, no. like this is an incredibly erotic. This film. this is a film about Maggie Chung and Tony Long, two of the hottest people in movies, just smoldering at each other. Yeah, yeah, and looking kind of worried sometimes. I mean, those are the two romantic emotions. Exactly. Most of the appreciation for this film normally rests on its cinematography. People praise the rich colours of Christopher Doyle's palette and how he renders the time period of the film, but few ever talk about how facile his camera placement and lens usage are. Want to show the emptiness of someone's life? Put them in a shot with only boring wallpaper. Want to show that two characters can't connect even though they're very close to each other? Use an extreme telephoto lens such that even in, even in a normal two-shot, one is out of focus. Want to convey the confusing space between two people? Don't include a master shot, so we're not fully aware of each character's re- of each character's relationship in the room to each other. Every shot is like nails on a chalkboard to me, like a script that's only filled with witticisms. And as far as the colors go, they're fine, I guess. But give me Speed Racer, Marie Antoinette, or the Young Girls of Rochefort over this any day. I, you know, Finn, how often like we are both like actually all three of us. Uh, this, uh, uh, I as maiden, Finn as mother, and Brian as crone. Um, uh, 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 we are all people who kind of reflexively sometimes don't like things because they're popular, sure, right, or praised. And I mean, uh, yes, you you two definitely do. It. I've never done that. <laughs> okay, uh, so sure, Jan. Uh, and so I just think that that review listing all of the incredible things this film does as if they're bad and then just says they irritate me and like some of them empirically good mm-hmm. bokeh is a good to look at so using telephoto lenses not extreme telephoto lenses they're not fucking he's not shooting this on 2000 mils bud um uh, uh, so that more things are out of focus is good actually yeah especially for something as dreamy as this and at least everything else is when something wants to be in focus that is in focus yeah no it's, it's, it's like somehow it's, it's like sometimes you read a review by pauline kale and she like lists the things that make the movie good and then says they're bad and this is like that but not written as well as pauline kale that that is true what are yeah. things you dislike reflexively dislike because they're popular um 
I don't know, like violence. Yeah, I was gonna say like sore. <laughs> I mean, but that, that doesn't seem like something that you'd like anyway. No, I don't know. Like, no. like, like if 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 I sat down and listened to the Beatles, I'd probably enjoy some of it, mm. but yeah. I won't. Yeah. Hey. I yeah. No, it's that like you can save the Beatles for when you hit drugs. <laughs> um, if if stroke win. Um. It sounds like a thing. threat saying it stroke when I, it's not intended as a threat. I feel like through paying more attention to what young people are consuming has somewhat taken away my late teens, early twenties proclivity towards disliking the popular. Oh, that, that like it's, it's, seeing the, the like stuff that, that that my like younger sisters like watch or listen to has just made me more like that. <laughs> like oh. I, I I just want to continue to avoid all culture that other that other people like and just like okay from from now on it's just I'm just living in a coma of Michael Mann and Agnes Varda. I mean mainstream TikTok dances annoy me, but also because the algorithm's so good, I see very few of them because it's tailored towards the things I care about. Hey, and the only price is the Chinese government having a thing on your phone that almost certainly is stealing all your data i mean like it's of that's obviously not a good thing but like <laughs> i also kind of don't care yeah no, they, what they'll, the fuck am i doing anyway. that they care about yeah um i just oh, sorry it is as, like just they review i'm just like can't we all just like in the mood for love can't we all just like be allowed to just watch it and have a good time it just feels like there's nothing you could show this film to a child and they would like the pretty pictures. Yeah, you, you, Fadina, saying it let people enjoy things, but no, specifically <laughs> in the mood. Like you don't have to have a take. But I think what bothers me the most oh, is that the film feels going. indulgent about its time period, as if there's something good or beautiful about this innocent and unrealized love. And personally, I think that's shit. I know that Wong has done other films where sex is on display and actually happens. But at least in the two I've seen, this and Chunking Express, sex feels like something that ruins real love. This movie is pure romanticism, and sex feels like a reality that it's unwilling to deal with. And for me, that's juvenile. Sure, sex always heightens the stakes, but love, for me, is all about accepting those heightened stakes and taking that kind of real risk. Most of what you need to know about the film is in Maggie Chung's line to her boss about paying attention to small details. If this film were really... If, if this film were truly subtle... It wouldn't need a line like this to tell you it's subtle. It would it would trust you as a viewer to be into the subtlety or not. Instead, it's the worst type, playing it subtle when it's actually as blunt as can be, just like a teenager. I I would like to see what this person considers subtle films to be. Well, uh, let's look at their top four films. Okay, uh, is is one of them short bus? No, uh, one of them is uh, one of my favorite films, uh, which I've already mentioned on this episode. Oh God, I can't remember things. Um, uh, 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 dumplings. Uh, okay, is it in the English language? It is. Okay, isn't that uh, this millennium or last millennium? This millennium. Okay. Um, it does it contain fantastical elements? Uh. Uh, if you were a, if you were a creationist, yes. <laughs> Tree of Life, no. Mother, um, uh, I mean no no no. If you're a creationist, Mother's a documentary, yes. Um, 
okay, uh, invent a logline for this film for me. Like, what would you put on the poster? Oh, I'm no that the any any accurate logline will give it away. Oh, okay. The, give me an inaccurate Jurassic one. Park. No, uh, that's from the last millennium. And oh, true. From this one. And I think uh, Jurassic uh, World. <laughs> yes, love this, this guy loves Jurassic World. Big Chris Pratt stand. One of the Hobbits is in this film. Billy Boyd is a third build. What the fuck? Billy Boyd has been in things other than Lord yep. of the Rings and the soundtrack for The Hobbit Three. Do you consider it like a, a, a drama or a scary? It's a drama with with elements of action. Uh, war themes. War. Ah, oh, so it's is it a war film? Yeah. Zero Dark Thirty. No. There's okay, but you've already he's already mentioned it this episode. Master and Commander. Yes. Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Master and Commander. Uh, the far side of the world. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, the second film is one that uh, youth was mentioned already today. Oh. Uh, oh. I mentioned so many films. Yeah. Carol. Uh, no. Uh, you, you were talking about this director's uh, three films. They've only made oh, three like prominent features. Red, they're, 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 red white, and blue. Uh, no. It's not. It's not Kieslowski. He has made at least one earlier feature, but there was like one movie which like got a lot of attention. Like that's where a lot of people like kind of start from with him, and then he made two films after that. Uh, Paddington guy. No. Uh, 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 this is uh, just come out in New Zealand. Ridley Scott has made more films than that, but House mm. of Gucci. No, it's uh, not nominated for any Oscars, but uh, you compared it to a film which is nominated for several Oscars. Oh right, it's um, is it Batman? No. no. Spencer? No. What the fuck? Have I seen? I've you? seen this film. I, I believe so. And I compared it to another film. Can I see so I can make him guess? <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. I have not heard of this film nor the person who made it. <laughs> is it and it's American? Yeah. He, he, he's a person who directed... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, oh, yep. Red Rocket? No. Oh, my God. Sean Baker has even directed three films with a kind of secret film before then. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a really good guess. Um, Mandy? No. George Miller? No. I, I come out here how recently? Like, this month? Yeah. Like within the last couple of weeks, yeah. Is it a jackass film? It is no, not. No, I mean that'd be great. Um, it's a drama. Who who is the third person on the cast list? Uh, it gives it away. Uh, oh, Mike Mills. So it's twentieth yeah. century women. No, it's a it's, come on, come on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, the uh, the third film came out last year. It's a film we both kind of liked. Uh, but it wasn't in our top 20? Uh, not even close. And it is like a vast improvement on the film the director made the year earlier. Uh, J- Zack Snyder's Justice League. No, but... No. <laughs> uh, uh, but, okay. okay, so uh, uh, the, uh, the, the original cut of Justice League yeah. has Holt McElhaney in it. This movie has Holt McElhaney in it. I just don't know. Second build, Holt McElhaney. <laughs> okay, is it is it a big cast? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it... All right. Okay, uh, uh, so someone who made two films in two years. This came out last year. Yeah. Okay. He's got a new film out this year. It's is it? No, we liked No Sudden Move. 
We did. Uh, okay. Is this a crime? Yes. That, that, uh, crime is very much this guy's stock and trade. Oh. His lock, stock and trade. It's Wrath of Man. It is Wrath of Man. Uh, 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 Jason Statham, best actor nominee. Yes. Uh, and then uh, the fourth film on the list is one that uh, I don't think any of us have seen. Uh, it is a, a famous documentary uh, about... Nanook of the North. Uh, no, it is from the 1980s. It is about an American political figure. I think I, it's not... No, I'm, all I'm thinking of is the D.A. Pennebaker, like, Kennedy ones. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, someone won uh, Best Actor for playing this character in a uh, movie in 2006. Oh, yeah, is it, it's the film about Harvey Milk. Yes, it is, yeah. The Times of Harvey Milk. That's right. Uh, oh, what a unique and odd collection of unsubtle films. I just, in the need, Briar, yeah. is in the mood for love unsubtle? No. Okay. So before we get to 2046, I have some other business to deal with. Briar. Yes. Do you enjoy dealing with business? Yes. A specific kind of business? Yes. What kind? Quizness. Yeah, that's right. Not only did I bring my co-host, I brought a section. Then <laughs> welcome to the slow path. In our quiz section, there's show quizness. <laughs> <laughs> like show quizness, <laughs> like show quizness. I show. <laughs> Don't worry, these are film themed. Okay, I just enjoy writing questions. Right, <laughs> let's. She get a job at Believe It or Not and do pub quizzes. No, uh, I mean you're about to hear some of the questions <laughs> I'm pitching. Okay, so and this this is called Lonely Disconnect. It's a riff on Only Connect. Uh, here's here's an example, and okay. I'll give you a group of four got to find the connection between them so the this example is lucy louisa lucia and ames what are they those are the four names jesse buckley's character has and i'm thinking of ending things that's why it's the fucking example okay first one john voigt philip seymour hoffman richard roxburgh and tom cruise twice uh, uh, something to do with Mission Impossible. Yeah, uh, they've all been the bad guys in a Mission Impossible movie. No, I mean, been masks in Mission Impossible. Uh, yeah, they have all removed their faces right. to reveal Tom Cruise because twice Tom Cruise has played the person who has the mask but right, with makeup. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, this is a sequence. What comes forth? Uh, uh, the real question is not identifying what the films what it is but what comes next so obviously the first is red can you guess what comes next white and what comes after that blue and what is the fourth film in the sequence uh veronique god damn i I, I, damn it (laughs) fuck all right (laughs) it's another sequence clerks mall rats Vertigo. What comes forth? <laughs> Still going to go with chasing Amy. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Clerks was shot in 16 mil. Morantz on 35. <laughs> Vertigo shot in Vista Vision. So I'd have gone with anything shot in a larger film gauge. I went. Film. Brian. What? Okay. <laughs> We've talked about the difference between film and digital sensors, and we've talked about June specifically being shot on the Alexa ELF. What the fuck are you doing? I will pour water over your microphone. That's actually, actually my microphone. 
I think yeah. Anyway, um, <clears throat> the the thing. So I I went with I went with Hamlet, and I I guess I would have accepted anything shot in a larger format than Vista Vision. Uh, uh, what the uh, fuck is Vista Vision? Okay, do you I mean, really want really to? Care. Okay, so uh, <laughs> she, she's not listening, but for the audience, uh, uh, thirty-five mil film uh, traditionally goes through the film uh, vertically. So. Uh, 65 mil and IMAX, whether it is uh, the uh, where the long side is. Anyway, uh, uh, this one, uh, uh, the next one is very Briar centric, so I'll just skip it. Uh, Gustav, Walter, Alexander, and Bill. Mm, only, only one of those is the name of a Muppet. Um... <laughs> yeah, they, these are not Muppets. One has been a clown, though. Oh, the uh, the uh, Skarsgårds. Yeah, and they, those are half of Stellan Skarsgård's <laughs> eight children. <clears throat> okay, Romeo plus Juliet, Titanic, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and The Basketball Diaries. I'm looking for, but I'm looking for a specific connection, Briar, while in the kitchen, where she should be. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 called out the Leonardo DiCaprio films. Yeah. Yep. But there, I, I, there's a bigger connection between those four. Read them again. Titanic, Romeo and Juliet, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and The Basketball Diaries. Nominated for Oscars. No. Uh, is it they, they all like came out within the same year or something? No, but the year they came out is is a key. I have them in the right, 90s. They, 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 they came out like each year in a row? No. They're all uh, so old... Leo DiCaprio oh, would not uh, date them. Yeah, great. Okay, so uh, this one, Bri, this one is a test on how many we can go before you work it out, I think. Okay. So a very Brady sequel. RuPaul was in them. Yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that one's okay. just for you. Okay, this one. What were the other ones, though? I'm uh, uh, to Wong Fu, But I'm a Cheerleader, and then finally Hurricane Bianca getting, getting easier. Okay, The Creep. Shy Ronnie. Yeah. Uh, Go Kindergarten. Lo- lo- Lonely Island songs. I'm on a boat. It's important you hear all four, though, because they're not just Lonely Island songs. Vicky Creep. <laughs> Aaron Pierre. Shy Ronnie. Ken Lung. Go Kindergarten. And I'm on a boat. Emin Elliot. That's right. It's the cast of old in Lonely <laughs> Island song titles. I, I gave you that answer because there's no way you could ever no. work it out and we're already running long. Horse, dog, book, car. Nouns. I mean, yes. <laughs> Each one's more fun than the last. Uh, uh, that object John Wick has killed people with. <laughs> Bridget Jones's Diary. Not a Christmas Carol. Watchmen and June. What is not a Christmas Carol? N- not a Christmas Carol. Oh, okay, okay. It's not. It's Dickens, but not a Christmas. So, Carol. like Christmas, not a, so Christmas Carol, but like crossed out. Well, it's it's like I I I mean, what I should have written is all of Dickens. Oh, all, except ex- for Christmas Carol. Except Christmas Carol. Uh, there's uh, no ghosts in them. <laughs> I I mean. Uh, like the ghost of the comedian hangs over a lot of Watchmen, and so does the ghost of. Uh, I was going to be like Alan Moore's credibility, but no, he. Man, the show. I feel like this is a gettable one. I'm not being cruel this time. Turkey curry. 
Are you having a stroke? That's <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing in Bridget Jones' diary. They, the day on Boxing Day, they have leftover turkey. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Where do they eat that in June? Look, I didn't examine I mean, no, the dishes. Yeah, I'm sure there's some, some fremen delicacy. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like turkey curry. Uh, that, that is true. What is, okay, Briar, what is unique about Christmas Carol? And Dickens, we have discussed this. That sounds so Ghosts. cruel. That it was oh that it wasn't a cereal. Yeah, they're all adapted from cereals, not um, books. Uh, yeah, see, okay, boring. would you call Dune a cereal? It was uh, initially released as two seri- as two serialized novels in uh, pulp sci-fi publications. Yes. Oh, okay. Like most of those things, Punch Drunk Love, Licorice Pizza, Phantom Thread, and Inherent Vice. What connects those four films? <laughs> Like Finn knows the first step of this. Yeah. Briar, what is the connection between Punch Drunk Love, Licorice Pizza, Phantom Thread, and Inherent Vice? I don't know. Are they all directed by the same person? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. P.T. Anderson. Oh. More specifically, they are all the films P.T. Anderson made after he started dating Maya Rudolph, which are about a kind of weak but determined man who is enchanted by an angelic but flawed woman that makes everything better for him. And I just wanted to bring that up because how good must it be for Maya Rudolph to be like, yeah, I mean, your boyfriend says you fixed him. My boyfriend started dating me and then literally made punch drunk love. Like, but it, it no, it's good. I took like half an hour on that. And honestly, I remain in the middle of just a major mental health crisis. <laughs> So, no, do, do, do no, that didn't help. <laughs> it did. Like, at that point, in that moment, it's like how we, you and I, Finn, numb ourselves by watching films. Uh, and Briar watches one film and then immediately becomes furious about watching a second film. For instance, uh, recently we watched In the Mood for Love and then 2046, it's semi-sequel. You seem to, to be into In the Mood for Love. Yeah. And then 2046, talk us through it. I was just hungry and sick of watching subtitles, mostly. Uh, and, and tired. And confused. <laughs> I mean, one of those is a legitimate complaint against this film. No, I think they all are. I mean, being bored of reading subtitles feels a bit... With no break for eating after watching all of those noodles. It's just borders on inhumanity. I don't want to mansplain to you your your own house, but there is a kitchen right there. But we were watching the movie. Oh, and it has subtitles, yeah. Yeah. I could have just read them aloud to you. And you, 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 you were looking at your phone for quite a bit. <laughs> yes, I was to distract from having to watch it. <laughs> yeah, was it really that? No, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like a. Crime. It was partly just having to watch it while I was tired and having already watched a film, and then thinking about the fact that I was then going to have to talk about it afterwards. To explain the pairing, why do twenty forty six within the mood for love? Obviously, it's semi sequel. It, it follows Tony Leung as uh, after having been in the mood for love, he is now in the mood. To fuck. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, he's a much more callous uh, person in this movie. Yeah. He's m- m- down much, bad. He's down bad. He's much less romantic. You can tell by the moustache. Yeah. He's, yeah. yeah. Exactly. He's, 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 got a, he's got a fuck moustache. 
uh, Wong Kar Wai had an incredible run. Like, because 2046, uh, for all that, I assume we all agree, it is not as good in, as in the mood for love. No, no but it does have more <laughs> cyber trains. It does have more. Yeah, it does. Yeah. On, on every front, they, they shot for n- more than twice as long to produce a film that is 20 minutes longer, has 10 times the uh, cast. And, and, and feels about an hour longer. He emerges. Uh, uh, Days of Being Wild. Uh, he makes his first film, which is fine. Check it out if you, if you want to. Days of Being Wild solidifies him. It is it is a modest commercial and critical success. Ashes of Time, but forget about that because it gave us Chunking Express, Fallen Angels. Oh, happy together, in the mood for love, which is. Uh, an incredible run uh, uh, of films and, and one that is, it's it's literally a Criterion box set, yeah. you know? Um, and, and he, like, at the peak of these things was, you know, like, I think Happy Together onwards all debuted at Cannes. Mm. Uh, they all uh, won awards there. Well, 2046 didn't, tellingly. Uh, uh, so he was high on the hog, could do whatever he wanted, and was, felt kind of bulletproof people loved his work and this was far from a failure people love it david ehrlich calls it his best film but then again david ehrlich professionally has odd taste yeah i enjoy reading david ehrlich but there are so many people in the internet who are just constantly furious at him i love reading him i believe he believes it i just can't like it's i just don't know what's like half the time i'm like cool and the thing that over that process happened was him kind of clarifying and learning what the best way for him to tell his stories is. But then he became, and it just all got cluttered. And uh, he spent four years, uh, like 10 cinematographers, a, a cast of millions, like Tony Lung had to be with him almost all of that time in all these different places. And it is like, it is so interesting to see them next to each other, knowing he made them next to each other and that one is so great and one is so clearly flawed, right? Uh, so one, one is so like, w- w- one is so simple and one is so messy. Well, yeah, and it's not, it, it barely even, when you when you sit down and like, like the Wikipedia page does a pretty good job of like clarifying and laying out the plot mm. and, and what the, the episodic structure is. And when you read that, you're like, oh yeah, and it, it, like, it would be easy to communicate, and yet this film uh, just yeah. like go, goes out of its way to like clutter itself and, and to uh, uh, like test its audience, mm. right? Uh, uh, in a way that feels like weirdly hostile. Yeah, uh, uh, it does feel like him being like, "Well, fuck you guys." Oh, I, I, absolutely. Uh, uh, which I kind of respect, but I do kind of also wish he had just kept making films that weren't that were like all the way good you know yeah um but like you don't want to repeat yourself it'd be like if after making yee yee edward yang was like okay gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna do a sequel yeah it's uh it's four hours long Mm -hmm. yang yang's the only character who reappears and uh, maybe uh, Yang Yang uh, is like friends with a ghost for some reason. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah and, the... and, and everyone who who loves you goes goes to see him like, okay, like you, like Eddie, you still you you like you you're great, but like, what the fuck is Yang Yang doing with that ghost? Yeah, there is the amount of cyber train in this film is, yeah, which is a story within a story, uh, uh, but it is very you, you, you're never gonna guess 
the story within a story inside the Wonkawa movie is about loneliness. I mean, they all are. This is uh, uh, two hours to say that this guy is constantly searching uh, for love in the wake of yeah. the love he lost which, and isn't finding it. Yeah, which you kind of get in the epilogue of In the Mood for Love. Yeah. And, and it is really, yeah, that he conceived these films kind of together, that he started writing, and when he says writing, he means like writing outlines and mm. sketches. Yeah. Uh, at the same time as In the Mood for Love, yeah, like, like, come, like, I just cannot see how they follow into each other. The connections between uh, uh, Days of Being Wild and and in the mood for love like stylistically are much stronger and obviously like a character from that also appears in uh, uh 2046 anyway uh but uh it's a massive huge mess a lot of of, of the best uh, uh chinese and hong kong actresses of of the era uh you know your fate your phase wong your gongs lee and your zhang ji yeah Zhang Ziyi. Yeah. yeah, I just always say it's like is Zhang Ziyi one of those people where we have flipped her name and you, I don't think so. I think Zhang is her surname. It, yeah, Zhang would be the surname. Yeah. Um. Any way, and uh, Tony Lung gets to also look incredible and moody around him, and there's sometimes cut to like kind of Cloud Atlas style neon futured silliness, which. It's like yeah, yeah, the, yeah, all, 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 yeah, all, 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 all of the stuff on the space train is is. So, what what year was this movie? Is this like two thousand eight, two thousand four? Okay, okay, yeah. So, all, 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 all four or five. Yeah. So, all, 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 all of the like like story open story future stuff feels like a uh, Jamiroquai music video. Well, it, it, it like it 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 feels like someone is Cloud Atlasing Snowpiercer. <laughs> Yeah, and it's uh, real. It's real weird to watch. Oh, Snowpiercer existed at that point. The book, but did mm. uh, so. Yeah, twenty forty six. Like it still looks great. The main difference is that it's anamorphic. I mean, like the future stuff feels tacky and kind a of a little bit. Yeah, and it's like I just I don't know. Like I didn't see it at the time, but it kind of feels desert. Like, it feels dated at the time and yeah. not in a retro future. I mean, it, part of it is a retro future way in that he's writing this in, in 1967 through sure, 69. Yeah. But it does, like... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, uh, is, is that he, where it goes visually is, like... The highlights of this film visually are him repeating the tricks of In the Mood for Love, which is not true of In the Mood for Love. For as much as In the Mood for Love's success is in refining his visual style with Chang and Doyle, uh, uh, it is like Fallen Angels does not look like In the Mood for right, Love. Yeah. Chunking Express doesn't look like Falling Angels. Yeah, like, yeah, like both someone's like much heavier, um, like much heavier on, on, on like green, right? And and it's like it, it, it's it's more it's more like uh, it's more like set on the streets, more like fluorescent lighting kind of thing. Well, and, and they all have very different relationships mm. to light, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, in the light, In the Mood for Love is obviously a film about being uh, trapped inside with light, always kind of dappling yeah. through at you, whereas like Chunking Express is being exposed yeah uh, uh whereas yeah this and i mean like it's deliberately riffing on it but it's a greatest hits collection yeah. of 
the film he just made and one he made a decade before that in which there are two of the biggest scenes in this are characters from previous films recounting the plot of those films and like oh, I thought I would like it more this is my second time seeing it but it just isn't it eh? it just does not land right well, I mean, like, 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 since since this is this is my like, like, these are my like first two like like proper exposures to 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 Wonka Wai, like, and I am uh, like uh, so indulgent of directors who are trying to make me mad. Oh yeah, like yeah. I, I like I yeah I I I agree. This like absolutely isn't as good as In the Mood for Love, but like I you know I was like fairly engaged throughout most of this and. Yeah, all, 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 like all, all, like all, all, although I like I uh, fully agree for like pretty much all the stuff it's trying to do thematically is already like it's already done by the end of In the Mood for Love. Yeah, uh, I uh, uh, like un- unlike the Godfather Part Two, where you see Michael do the character arc that he already did yeah. and is kind of boring. And this, I like, I, I, I have a much better time watching watching Tony Long do 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 this do this character arc. Yeah, a common line of criticism against this film is that he is only the same character essentially in name and job. Mm. But it is like, no, this is about how he reacts to the end of In the Mood for Love. He yes. goes from he, he yeah, being he, he, a smitten kitten to being. Uh, uh, playboy. Yeah, yeah. To boot, yeah, to, to being this this kind of like this like mustachioed, seedy, like semi-alcoholic. Uh, is that attractive to you, Brian? No. Okay. What is? I need. <laughs> I need to learn this. We're like, obviously, we brought you on because these are two films about love, and we are allegedly in love. Allegedly. And, and so I'm. I was like, I just wanna I just wanted to take this opportunity. To be like, so yeah, so if we look at Tony Lung in these films, mm-hmm. he's like, cool, like, yeah. that's good, <laughs> yeah, and, and like, how do you want, like... Well, if we want to differentiate between what makes him cool or less cool between the two films, he is cooler in the first film when he doesn't have the moustache, so I guess... Oh, yeah, so I should be shaving more, or... Like, you should not have a standalone moustache. <laughs> I can't because I'm blonde, so it looks like I have a skin infection <laughs> if I just have a mustache. Well, it's good, so you won't. It's well, and, and like, how do you feel these films reflect on love purely as experienced through our relationship? I think it's quite accurate because for several years we did live alongside each other and carry on an emotional affair, right? <laughs> Go on. No, that 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 was my bit. It was supposed to build. I was I was attempting to build like an absurdist intro to um, to you speaking to the themes of love across both films. Ah, uh, you Cause, building cause you, an absurdist intro, whoa. and that's our love story. <laughs> like, how do you feel like it? It speaks to because a part of like the difference for me, twenty forty six is you know. In the middle of my list, which we forgot to do, yeah. yes, we always do. Yeah, uh, um, uh, uh, is um, God, uh, like the success and failure between these two, I think is best defined. And like failure for twenty forty six is like 
he stopped hitting hundreds and started only hitting like 85 to 90s, you know, uh, uh, is in the how like in the mood for love for me is is like portrait uh, uh, of a serial killer. And that it is like, yeah, no, that's kind of what it feels like to have an unrequited crush on someone like it does feel like uh staring at them as they go to get noodles <laughs> dressed incredibly formally yeah uh and, and like 2046 is like that is not like when you're heartbroken at a loose end trying to be cool and failing that it's not that's not what 20 that's not what it feels like 2046 is like about like this mythical idea where someone like it's based on you know false god what's it called like revelation plotting like he gets it at the end and it's right yeah and so like yeah how do you see but like yeah you guys as people who've experienced the emotion of love i i assume yeah Mm. Yeah. here and there well mostly here because we live here ah both of us both of us (laughs) oh we're not married. No. What if God sees? <laughs> He's peeking down from his cloud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Parting the clouds like like bushes, uh, like like a peeping god. God, <laughs> Tom, you can't gom <laughs> or Todd. <laughs> Todd, Todd, why, why did I think God? Jizz, peeping, peeping jizz. <laughs> yeah, jizz. It's Jeremy Clarkson specifically, yeah. right? Um, but like, where does I like? And I feel that so strongly about in the Lude for Muff, and so I am so surprised it's taking you four hours to finally see in the Lude for Muff. <laughs> I've said it a couple of times. I don't think so. Once or twice, I have. I don't know if you said it on the podcast, but I did hear you say it. Yeah, no, I did warn you both ahead of time that I would be consistently referring to it as in the lewd for muff, but uh, you both were annoyed by it. (laughs) Yeah. And I... Well, okay. Do you, stop. do you want to know why we were annoyed by it? Because <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sucks and is boring. Yes. And doing it a lot would be, is like pushing the, <laughs> doing it a lot doesn't make it good. Yeah. Uh, uh, full marks. Uh, 100%. Yeah. You got it. Uh, yeah. But dealing now, right with that as a revelation times. of God <laughs> is a string I cannot stop pulling. <laughs> <laughs> no, any, anyway. Um, yeah, I feel so strongly that one succeeds at that feeling and that the other fails. How do you guys? But yeah, that's such yeah. a unique as a like movie. This is like very good and fun and watchable, and I enjoy as a piece of storytelling about what it feels like to be alive and be in love and like le- less successful. Well, and and it feels like it wants to be that. Sure, right. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, just to be clear, so we're not like. We're not looking at Toy Story and asking why there's not revolutionary France in it. Um, but how did these films speak to your experience of love? I mean, like longing and then something occurring while you text. It seems pretty accurate from my experience. Um, I mean, I feel like more of like the look and the vibes were what kind of stuck than necessarily the specifics around love or anything but i guess so there's sort of that sort of wistfulness or whatever and isn't that kind of 
that's the sumptuousness of the visuals like soft faces and dark lights people smoking in the one light in a room we just be like you wouldn't you wouldn't go in there it would hurt your eyes anyway yeah but like sometimes like so- sometimes you know i'm at the supermarket yeah i'm walking down the aisle where uh, uh we're all we're we're, we're uh we're, where all the confectionery is yeah uh, because I've got a uh, just deep addiction to sugar. Yeah. And I'll walk past uh, the bit where they have, be like, countdown brand, like, cheap lollies. Mm. And I'll see the sour mix. Mm. And I'll be like, I know if I eat those, it'll hurt my teeth because I haven't taken good care of my teeth and I haven't gone to the dentist in, like, four years. I'm going to buy two bags and eat one for walk home. Oh, and that's why he keeps standing. Yeah. And, oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I do. I do. In fact, follow that as a yeah. metaphor. Uh, uh, <laughs> good, good work. Good content. That sounded insincere. Oh God, Brian. Yeah. But isn't that sumptuousness? <laughs> isn't that kind of what love looks like? What does love look like for you? Like the feeling, like represented visually. I don't know. Um, Where else has it been successful? Where? What have you looked at and been like, love? I mean, you? Yes. <laughs> I was meaning art, but I am. I am a work of art. But like it, like not 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 love within yourself, but. The, I, so I, I personally would say uh, love looks uh, uh, looks uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> Kurt Van Houten is. Can I borrow a feeling? Oh. <laughs> it is. I I sleep in a race car bed. Where do you sleep? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that. Uh... I genuinely don't know though. In response to the question. Yeah. Will you watch more Wong Kar Wai films? Maybe. Um. If I tell you they're more like in the mood for love than 2046, does that increase the odds? Yes. Okay. Also, he made one about uh, the guy who taught Bruce Lee kung fu. Yeah. Starring Tony Long. Starring Tony Long. From in the mood that is for a love. Twist. Any other thoughts? <laughs> um, not really. Okay. Yeah, I mean, maybe I would appreciate the second movie more in isolation. I don't think like I think that film without in. No, like not. Okay, I should rephrase that. Not necessarily in isolation, but not yeah. like as an immediate follow up. Yeah, you do need four years. Uh, uh, even then, like it, it, it's its relationship to the previous film does feel so odd, especially when so many others are so cut and dry. Mm. Like they, they, they are either there or not. Whereas, like this is always called an informal trilogy, where it's like oh, it feels pretty formal. It was always the plan. Especially the Chong Sams. The, oh, the dresses just didn't, I, how do you, like, yeah, give us Bry's fashion photo review. Let's toot and boot some looks. Oh, um, they were really good. Particular highlights? Um, there's one that was slightly more muted, multicolor stripes that I liked. And there's yeah. one with like a daffodil on the front, I think. Yeah. That one was good too. But they were all nice in their own way. 
So you're gonna. You said you wanted to find some fabric so you can I mean, reproduce I, them perfectly. I don't actually. I, I would like someone to have done that for me. Oh, okay. And I probably, you know, wouldn't necessarily actually follow through on it. But conceptually, they are very pretty fabrics, so I like them, and would not dislike wearing them. <laughs> This this isn't an interview. There's not a right or wrong answer. I mean, there aren't usually right or wrong answers in interviews either. I mean, in some interviews, like mm. um, when I interviewed, when Neville Chamberlain... Inter- like, like, uh, like when Prince Andrew was interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm surprised he's still alive. <laughs> It'll be over soon. <laughs> Okay, so it's hard to find anything to say about 2046 uh, and really to unpack it because it is both slightly too complex, but also I just don't feel like I'd get much. Like if we pulled apart, you know, if we go into like the Gong Lee strand about who is someone who has the same name as Maggie Chung. Yeah. And, and looks a lot like her in terms of clothes styling. I mean, all the women in this do, but she especially does. I just don't think you'd get to much. Like, if there's the main plot, it's him and Zhang Ziyi, who is a high-priced call girl, and their arc is essentially her being like, I don't want you to pay, and him being like, but I will, and at the end she gives him the money back. Mm. And, like, it's so strange how, like, like, the point of pairing these, the whole thing this is building to is, like, in the mood for love is someone having all the right pressures and inputs, and then all of those continuing too far so they go insane, right? Like, that's kind of the arc, and that's also what happens to Tony Lung, right, across the two films. <laughs> I think that's a good observation. I think sure, it's as good yeah. enough as an ending as possible. I think it is a marginally sound film. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Brian, I think there might be controversy here. Do you think it is shite or sound? No, I think in like the grand scheme of things, it's sound. <laughs> like on, lots on, of on a cosmic scale. Yeah. Uh, uh, where does it rank out of the films you've watched for this podcast? I mean, second. Okay. Out of the two. Do you guys want to hear a positive review of this film that kind of breaks the format? Because normally that is the exception view, whereas like my point here being that it's like the shite film is the beginning of the downturn. Like he never, my blueberry nights is the first time he made like that. He actually gets like consistently bad reviews. Right. Yeah. And like the grandmaster is apparently quite messy. <sighs> Do you want to hear a positive review guys yes. of this and sure. it's from social media platform letterboxd. It is by Jonathan white, a patron. The format of this review is that, uh, 2046, 2046, uh, is repeated at the beginning of each of these sentences, but so that we don't all age to death here, I will simply do it once and then act like it's a bunch of commas. Does that, are we all set? Have you, are your loins girded? No, I think you should say it every time. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. Even I would not do that. 2046 is a nightmare that haunts you as a problem that can't be solved as a rehearsal after the performance. Okay. Uh, Is an ideal that can never be realized. Yep. Is endless re-examination. Is a bird with no hope of purchase. I mean, where would it keep the money? Beak? In its bill. 
Oh, that is a Riddler level (laughs) riddle. Is time out of place? Is an excuse? Is a hope that will never be fulfilled? Is your ideal self exposes you for what you really are? Is your biggest fear? Is your biggest comfort? Is what you have become? Is what you've become your longing, your resignation, your stiff upper lip, your quiet tears when no one is watching? I just... I don't think this film is most of these things. Was like, did he have a poetry assignment for school or something? Like, yeah, it is days of being wild. Is in the mood for love. Shows you as imperfect as perfect is love. Lost in time. It takes a long time to return from twenty forty six. Very few have returned. Only one has returned. None have. Re- okay, I mean, if people who really love this film, that's five stars and a heart. Uh, end up writing like that I feel like we need to classify this film as like some kind of mind virus <laughs> and restrict it Yeah, because I just don't like I understand the feeling they're trying to express in that sure, yeah. but like this film wants to be dense but it's cluttered right and it wants to be like labyrinthian but it's just messy like it just doesn't mm. I'm dense, but I'm cluttered. Okay, do you want to guess Jonathan White's top four films? Sure, let's do it. Okay, one is should be very obvious. Is it 2046? Ding, ding. Yeah. One is a film I have not heard of. Uh, Fantastic. It's Greek. Z. Or, or is it? But it stars Bruno Gantz. Okay. Um, it's by Theo Angelopoulos? Yeah. Okay, I don't know any of his movies. Yeah, Eternity in a Day. Okay. Next was named after the song, that was named after the country, that was named after the nut. Brazil. Yeah. Uh, And the hopefully next film we'll get Briar on for. Uh, It is, for one year it had an accurate title, but no longer. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ding, ding. I know. It's Yuffie's favorite joke. He does that every episode. It's very funny. (laughs) Finn, yes. uh, where did you place in the mood for love in the ranking of all films we have watched? Uh, I have it at number 25 in between Raging Bull and Sancho the Bailiff. I have it at number 8 beneath The Third Man and above Ali Fury's mm. The Soul. Finn. Yes. 2046. Is it at number 2046 on your list of all the films we've watched ranked? Uh, no, it is at... Number 75, in between <gasps> Guilty of Romance and uh, Some Like It Hot. Finn. Yes. Where do I have it? You have it at number 75, in between BMX Bandits and Love Exposure. Yeah. <gasps> it's a miracle. <laughs> and I also only have it two away from BMX Bandits. BMX. So we both think this film is roughly as good as BMX Bandits. And that's, a, yeah. again, we cannot repeat, like, go listen to the BMX Bandits episode. It, it's good. But also watch the BMX Bandits, Brian. Yeah, Giant BMX. Pigman, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's on it's on Netflix. It's super fun. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else we need to talk about? So, what's everyone doing for dinner? Noodles. I might get one of those uh, bags of sour lollies. <laughs> but what? Like what kind? I mean, it's just it's the it's the like it's just the, the countdown brand sour mix. Yeah. Oh, with just the sour powder. 
with like sour, like citric acid just on it. So it's sour. Mm. Oh, yeah, no, like I'm, I'm, I've got a sour tooth as well, uh, but that's because I spit poison. Mm. Mm. Yeah, unacceptable. Anyway, just because it's bad. <laughs> um, I like it when the sour is baked in. You oh, know? Like, sure. But I'm, I'm looking to spend two dollars and thirty nine cents on a bag of lollies, mm. and I also want it to hurt my face. Okay, I'm going. Countdown brand sour mix. Uh, what if you just bought a bunch of ice blocks, really froze them, and turned them into like shivs? I, I was doing that with candy canes a while ago because we had a what? bunch of leftover okay. candy okay. canes. What the fuck? No. If, <laughs> what? You take a candy cane, yeah. you, just, you put it in your mouth, and you just go like this for about seven to ten minutes. What action are you doing? Exactly. Um, so, it, <laughs> you know what? Describe it. So, it, it eventually gets like worn down so that you can, like, you can. I mean, I start thinking about like. Okay, if I was doing if I was doing like a movie like send to prison it'd be, it'd be <laughs> at a, Christmas, yeah, 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 it'd be, yeah, 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 it'd be a scene at Christmas where where, where a person like gets a candy cane and and sucks it to turn it into a shiv and then uses that to escape because like you can get those things a real fucking pointy, yeah, you 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 can like pierce the skin with not much pressure with a really pointy candy cane, yeah, like imagine that to someone's eye, yeah. Like right into the neck. Oh, it's good. I've imagined scenarios for this movie. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Okay. What's it called? I don't have that yet. Sweet Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the star? Scott Atkins. Yeah. No. Of course, it's Scott Who's Atkins. Who's the villain? Scott Atkins. Evil oh, twin scenario. No, it's, it's 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 you for. It's Keith David as the, as the corrupt <laughs> yeah. warden. Uh, uh, who is controlled by the corrupt judge, Mark Duskoskos. <laughs> this is all set in Britain just so we get Duskoskos in the big lawyer wigs. <laughs> it's all it's aimed for. Um, <clears throat> hey, Finn. Yes. Where can we find you online? Oh, uh, bright, bright, bright. Before we do that, do you yeah. have anything you want to plug? You're looking at me expectantly. I mean, there's one thing I think you might plug. I mean, I presume that Youth usually plugs our podcast, but I can do it instead. I mean, what other plugs do you got? Like, if can, if you're considering educator, if you if there's a young woman in your life and she needs an education, send her to a public school. Uh, <laughs> uh, but if you have money and okay. a looser sense of morals than I do, send her to St. Cuthbert's Private School for Girls. That's not what it's called, but anyway. Uh, um, yeah. It's St. It's Cuthbert's Academy for Young Women and Future no. Leaders. But to be fair, like, did, did you know that a bunch of Australian private girls' schools are still like XYZ Ladies College? Oh, wow. So oh, Sorry, it's St. Cuthbert's. <laughs> Girl boss extreme experience. <laughs> I mean, a bit of that, but also, but also, like when I do non-teacher related things, like when I write reviews for places or write articles, sometimes yeah. usually I will talk about that in some capacity on Twitter and or Instagram at Briar Laurie. That's B R I A R L A W R Y. Still going on your unmarried name? No, not Briar Shite on there. <laughs> Sadly, not. Well, we should talk about that. It's like What's when on? people, you know, still go by their unmarried name in their professional capacity because that's what they did their PhD under. No, my my only understanding of pe- of name changing after relationships comes it's from, from the Fifty Shades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck. Uh, uh, as I've modelled a lot of our relationship on Fifty Shades, I'm now instantly furious that it's like a day later that she hasn't changed her name. Right? Oh, like it, it, it's like after the honeymoon when she goes back to work. Yeah, I mean. It is crazy 
the, that those books got written? Yes. No, I fully agree. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm saying that they were written. No, sorry, I was going to turn it into a diss on Belfast. Uh, <laughs> it was just like Jamie Dorn and being like, I need to be in something more humiliating than this. <laughs> Robin Hood? No, more humiliating. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but then he, he you know, he, he fucked up by being in Barb and Stargo to Vista Del Mar oh, and yeah. accidentally gave a good performance in a good movie. And people who like romantic comedies like Leap Day. Oh, haven't heard of it. People, people who like romantic comedies love. Uh, it's a fucking Irish movie he made. Oh, I'm Christopher Walken, and I'm telling you stories about the old country. The one where he's a, um, uh, uh, one where he's a bumblebee. Where, where he's, where... Oh God, not the odd life of Timothy. No, Green, no, no, but... no. That, that's one with a plant boy. Um, if we can make a pencil out of boys, we can make a, a tree out of boys. Um, Oh, it's, it's that Wild Mountain Time. That's what the movie's called. Yeah, that's Wild right. Mountain Time, starring, starring Emily Blunt and, and Ireland's favourite son, Jamie Dornan. He, we have a big reveal as that, oh, he thinks he's a bumblebee. His, his most watched <laughs> film. Have you heard of, do you know about this? <laughs> that is legit the it's, twist. It's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a movie about like... Oh, Jamie Dornan, he's a he's a farmer in Ireland, and he lives next to Emily Blunt, and they've been in love with each other since they were children, but, oh, he's a bit of a strange one, that. And there's, there's like, complications, and they, you know, they they love each other from afar, but they, they can never really get together. I mean, John Hamm, a big American guy, comes over, and he looks like he might buy the farm, and, you know, why can't Jamie Dornan even just tell Emily Blunt that he loves her? And then at the end, uh, he, uh, he, he reveals to her that uh, he thinks he's a bumblebee and that's why he can't be with her and then she's fine with it and then they're in love <laughs> yeah and, and then i like flash back to all the previous things you've seen in the movie where he's like standing near flowers and you're like oh right because he's a bee does he do the waggle dance uh he he, he, he like there are like shots of him in the movie like early where, where he's just all like walking off into the distance <laughs> and it seems like like oh what's going on with that boy Oh, what's 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 he what's he doing up there on the moors? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, and uh, like written by uh, John Patrick Shanley. Yeah, an, an incredibly acclaimed play. Yeah, uh, um, uh, well, also the director of the Moons. No, not Moonstruck. It's some uh, is the other share one, right? I think there's Mask. No, not no, not Mask. Son of Mask? Yeah, it's a son, son, of a, son of a Mask starring Cher. Okay, so Jamie Dornan's most log, the t- his most popular film on Letterboxd? Yeah. Guess. Fifty Shades. No, that's number three. I mean, it's not Robin Hood. <laughs> no, Robin Hood is ninth. Yeah. Trolls World Tour, Synchronic, and Barb and Star are ahead of it. Okay. We've done it for the podcast. We've done it for the podcast yeah. with Jamie Dornan. Yeah. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't no, remember I, he's no, in I, it. Marie Antoinette. Oh, right, right. He, he's like one of Tom Hardy's friends and like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yes. He, he's, he's the guy she has the affair with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, more people have seen that than Fifty Shades of Grey on Letterboxd. Uh, okay, so... Uh, uh, so, uh, uh, John Patrick Shanley uh, wrote and directed Doubt, wrote and directed Joe vs. the Volcano, and also wrote but did not direct Moonstruck. Yeah. Which was directed by Norman Jewison, who did In the Heat of the Night. So any other plugs, Bray? We have a podcast called The Slow Path. What is it? We watch Doctor Who and then talk about it. Until? The end of the world. (laughs) Until we die. I think that's going to be the ending. It's mainly a relationship podcast. Um, Our dynamic is 
not, I don't know. Uh, excruciating. <laughs> Variably combative. <laughs> I just, I really fear that this episode has revealed me to be a monster. <laughs> it's not this episode that's done that. Right? Yeah, so become, it's it's finally revealed you as the sort of Harry Lime-esque <laughs> manipulator that you are. You got me. Yep. Uh, just diluting penicillin in the shadows. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it's so rare, I think, about the plot of the third man. Uh, uh, I just think about, you know... All, all, all of the incredible images. Yeah. Who, who's your favourite of the three men? The Holy Ghost? Personally, I'm a fan of uh, uh, Mr. Popesco, the, <laughs> the, uh, the Romanian doctor. He's, he's, he's a good one. Hey, Finn. Yeah. Where can people find you online? Uh, who gives a shit? You can find the show on Twitter at ShiteSoundPod, or you can email us at shitesoundpod at gmail.com why not check out our website it's at shiteandsound.com hey our theme song is the nux by kazam blam you can check him out on Bandcamp. and now you... owned by epic games and tencent boo, boo. Uh, uh, wait till the next Bandcamp friday to buy their stuff uh, and just so you know we're recording these out of order so you will not hear us boo in the next couple of episodes but that's not because we've grown acclimatized to it uh, it, it's just time. Uh, yeah, I personally will never stop thinking that Bandcamp being acquired by Epic Games is bad. But you'll die, and maybe Alzheimer's. Yep. Okay, great. Uh, if you like... Uh, like a steel trap. <laughs> if you like what I do, and after this episode, you don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 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 why not uh, send me... Hate mail. Hate mail at dot. <laughs> No, don't even say that. Okay. That. Oh, uh, 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 you can find out. I'm at Youth Lives on all your various social media platforms. Uh, put bit.ly in front of that and you'll get my newsletter. I have two other podcasts. One has already been mentioned and the other is The Witching Hours. It's an eerie audio anthology. It's very good. Hey, if you like the show, guys. Please tell your friends. Please. We're an acquired taste, but it would be great if more people could acquire it. You say that every episode. Euphor is obviously struggling, and a, a, a positive <laughs> review or two would not hurt. Yeah. On your podcatcher of choice, subscribe, follow. Uh, yeah. It's in your hands. <laughs> Finn, what are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching... Carl Theodore Dreyer's movie about a guy who uh, goes so insane from reading Kierkegaard that he starts to think he's Jesus. That's right, it's Audit. And with that, we are watching uh, uh, The Exorcist 2. The worst The Exorcist. The, probably, yeah. Uh, Until uh, David Gordon Green's one comes out. But those, like... I mean, look, it'll be competent but uninspired. I, I rate the first Halloween. No, no, so do I. But the second... Is... I, I think there's some good kills, and I think that uh, John Carpenter's score is excellent. Yeah. Wong Kar Wai movies are good. Even 2046. Go, Go watch him!
Oh, yeah. oh you fucked Who up is? Again. Oh, no, I already said. Uh, Tandy Newton's in. Uh, solo? No, no, she's in. Fuck, she's in Solo. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. You're thinking of Mission Impossible 2. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm often thinking of Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> Good. So is he. Yeah. I, more than I say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. A, <laughs> I can just tell. I mean, when I th- even... Yeah, sometimes you walk into your bedroom, you would just be like sitting looking up a window and you'll just shake your head and be like... Just a Tom Cruise kind of a look. Yeah, like I always think about a scene where the two cars are spinning around and their, their doors <laughs> latch together and they're trapped in a death spin and they almost go up a cliff. I can tell. <laughs> um, exactly. It's when it's when Tom Cruise removes his face to reveal Do Gray Scott, and and then so he knows that Tandway Newton is is two timing him, and he screams a silent scream. It's a love story. Okay. <clears throat> Don't worry, there's only one more section. <laughs> well, how do we always finish? There's no Christmas like show, Christmas like no Christmas I show. Mm, me rolling your eyes when you say the name of the last segment. Say the name. No. Say it. No. Say my name. <laughs> this is two in the thing. <laughs> one in the stick. <laughs> two questions or statements. They both have the same answer. For example, Limey depopulation propaganda or Yesix's evil twin <laughs> asks if all of them are illuminated, which is no sex, please. We're British or no sex. Yesix's evil twin <laughs> asks if all of them are illuminated. Please, <laughs> P, please. <laughs> We are British. <laughs> yeah, British. Now who's having a stroke? <laughs> no, you are. You are. <laughs> Get calling time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was the example because it, I believe, is the worst. Can we just try one more? <laughs> I'm so glad I'm not on your podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I'm so sorry that he does this to you every week. <laughs> to be fair, the re- recording time usually doesn't go for much further than an hour because I'm too unimpressed by the <laughs> Yeah. I'm glad we have finally gone to the two of you bullying me, <laughs> as I've wanted the whole time. That This was all a shell game getting to this point. <laughs>